0: Welcome everybody I know it's been a while But we are back with the Meatheads Podcast oh, done I got a Snyder clip So who wanna play here Go bad shit like Ozzy I was born in the darkness Oh, you the wolf so we pull up and you're harmless So pray out for Burberry scars Perry on, Living like a comet Moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports car. The following program is rated TV-M-A-L, it contains strong language, and is intended only- Yeah! 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 How's everybody's father feeling today? <laughs> banger, after banger, after banger, after banger, after- Go fuck yourself.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: Whoa, oh, okay. can we see each other?
1: Yo, yo,
0: what's going on? I don't know.
1: There, here we
0: go. Go. Oh, well, there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, what a- is going on, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I don't know go. what the heck is going on with this. Jesus, what a day we have, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome everyone to Second My <laughs> Podcast, episode 173. Ladies and gentlemen, 173. We had a little technical difficulties, but we're here. We are here, baby. We are here. Of course, the whole TV is what I can see, of course, with the real, the Mussolini, the real <laughs> Pepsi. Even though I'm drinking a Coca-Cola, but, you know, that's different. You know? Basically, Pepsi Phil, my brother, from another mother, mother, what is going on? Pepsi Phil, yep, on yep,
1: Hey, man, how you doing? Busy, busy.
0: Busy day, man. It, it was a hell of a busy day. I'm trying to get everybody okay. here today. But hey, mm-hmm. you know, I know, it was a holiday week. I know a lot of people are like, you know, TRWT will go live this Saturday. And of course, us, mm-hmm. we're here. The director, of course, not joining us today. Of course, everybody, they're on their holiday vacation, you could say. But we're not Good. done.
1: <laughs> hell not.
0: no. And I, we're <laughs> not done yet. That's right. We are not done. But man, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into anything else, let's get into this one.
1: Because <laughs> I really want to get
0: your thoughts on this, Pepsi Phil. So, basically, of course, it's going around. Basically, I guess the – he's Brian Dineson, how Chris, Chris will remember to say Danielson, is a head of the committee, uh, the committee, of course. He was one of the – we heard about it, of course, this last week and prior. We heard about it, him being part of making the decision of, of mm-hmm. course, termination of Phil Brooks, CM Punk. And now there's something mm-hmm. like, and, and there's once again, we're just opinionators, folks. We're not so sure Alvarez, especially P. Alvarez and you know, Sean Ross. Sapp, <laughs> no, no, wait, Keller, no. This in the other can is more, uh, they're saying that Brian is giving out fines for people that aren't using their social medias correctly or not even using it at all. So he's like, you could say now he's more like a HR for the locker room, you could say. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly, specifically. If that's the case, Pepsi Phil, would you put Brian in this position or how would you even put him if you want to input him as this locker room leader you could say? And did, did Tony Khan make the right decision on this?
1: Truth be told, yeah. Unfortunately, I hate to tell it to the fans, but wrestling is a business. Wrestling is a corporation. And I'm not saying like they're not—they're not a comp. Like first of all, AEW and WWE, despite what everyone wants, are not a competition against each other, even though they'd like to pretend or quote unquote they do the sorry not sorry competition come move. But truth be told, they are a company that they spend multi million dollars on events, promos, and everything. Mm-hmm. And the company can die if someone does something stupid on social media. I mean, look at say Gina Carano for Disney. She got fired. Um, I forget his name, but there's a character who used to be on the show, uh, The Flash on the CW, who you who basically did to, who literally almost was it like probably like five years before he was even on the show, did some stupid posts on Twitter that got him fired. They do not have the luxury of someone doing something stupid on social media. Now, at the very least, fines is one thing. I don't know about the part about him saying if you didn't use it, you get fined. I do know for a fact that I did hear about him saying, if you say something stupid, or if you say something that's you know something that's detrimental to the company, Mm -hmm. um, you will get fined. And I mean, it is it is done everywhere. WWE does it. Remember, there was a time where Vince was like, no one going on social media and doing stuff. Like, you couldn't do Twitch, you couldn't even do streams. You could barely do Twitter. Um, everything you do had to go through the WWE legal's office. I mean, that's, right. that's why. I mean, this might be an extreme example, but Mandy got fired for pretty much having a social media presence that was a little spicy, um, even though that technically was behind the paywall. In the end, um, I think this this is not a this is not something new. I mean, unfortunately, this is the evolution of the business. These are like WWE's traded on on the, on the New York Stock Exchange tony would like aew to be on that same kind of level um now letting it do with brian i think that's a good call because truth be told if someone if like if tony brought in an outsider start telling people what what to do on the social media you really think russ is going to listen no No. i mean there still is a culture of you the outsider trying to tell us how to do our business brian's got the respect and Lord knows it's not he's considered one of the nicest people in wrestling as we speak. And truth be told, if he's got to come down on you, you did something stupid and you deserve it. That's true. I mean, so I'm like, do I think there's anything wrong with this? No. And according to him on the Phil Brooks thing, his thing is I was just on the committee. It was like me and four of the lawyers. I didn't do the vote. All I just put my two cents in. You OK, Brian, whatever. Oh (laughs) (laughs) right! (laughs) That's a damn lie. You know you had something to do with that. (laughs) I I don't think. I I think Brian Trupeco. I think Brian was like he would like to try to find a way around it. But honestly, I still feel like what really happened hasn't come out yet, and the dirt sheets are just blowing like little stories that that are coming out. And I feel like it was probably a lot worse than we think. And Daniel Bryan, who's always been about. A healthy environment yes. um, basically did the what and it did what was best for business, no pun intended, which is quite ironic if you think about his past experience with Triple H. Truth be told if it was Triple H, was st- what's up, Cheston. Oh you- Justin Ty, what's going on, my brother? Appreciate you for tuning in. But truth be told, I don't think there's anything wrong, and honestly, having someone who's a wrestler in the back making these decisions. It's done all the time. Pat Briscoe used to be doing it all the time. JR used to do it all the time. Having somebody like him in the management, at the very least, who isn't a who is who the who the wrestlers respect and is honestly is fair with them and they trust will be fair with them, it's a good call on Tony's part. I know people keep calling him a Mark, but he demanded you can call him Mark all you want. At the very least, it has to also be said, the man's not stupid. Like, yeah, he's a little bit of a, he's like, yeah, he is a mark, but he is not going to do something that's going to detrimentally affect his company or his bottom line. I mean, his family has made money for almost the entire existence. I mean, and tell the truth, as much as we, as whatever your feelings on punk was, him coming to ADW was a good money move. It was. It just didn't work out. And like, and like I said, he did what he had to in the end. Now, like I said, I'm happy, Brian, because let's face it. He's he recognizes his time as a full-time talent is starting to come to an end. And I think he said that a couple of times. And like I know they just renewed his contract for a year or so. Yep. But honestly, I think this is this year, this is the year where he transitions out and starts working in back offices from now on, like working in the executive office. Like maybe he takes the spot that Cody left open. I don't know. But that's very true. Yeah, so. Truth be told, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this this is I don't know if this is locker room leadership stuff, but I do think that he's a good go between between the locker room and and an executive office management. So I don't know if it, it's not I don't think it's not a talent relations thing, mm-hmm. but I think it might be some kind of like some hybrid hybrid position that gives talent like a, a doorway to talk to Tony if they can't talk to him directly or if they have a grievance and they can't bring it to Tony, they can go to Brian to talk about it.
0: That could be the case, too. You're right about that, too, because maybe there's certain things that, you know, besides that Tony Khan being a busy man. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's times that maybe the way his approach is not the correct matter compared Mm -hmm. to how Brian would resolve the the problem. That could be the case as well. I mean, there's so many ways towards it that Brian can really approach the situation and how to find how to rectify that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it all depends. I mean, but you're—I you, mean, you—all everything you mentioned is valid points, bro. Like, I can't. There's no debate on that, honestly. There is. I mean, but yeah, should be told. Like you mentioned, like Brian's already on his way out, and he could just be like, "Hey, you know what? I'd just rather be an office guy. Cool, fine. That's that's fine." Because even the even in prior, when he was in WWE, when he wasn't able, but he was a the general manager, uh, general manager for SmackDown, he was still mm-hmm. part of the writing team. Vince made him a part of that writing team and said, Hey, come in, mm-hmm. come on by, help us out, give us your two cents. So I it's kind of seen likewise
1: here. This is the thing about wrestling that always cracks me up. Um, there are guys who you don't think about who are probably so smart in the business that they automatically transition into that back production/slash writing slash book a smoothly. Like truth be told, to this day, I still think it's sad that we never got a, a Razor Ramon that was a backer because seeing wow. him. Hearing about some of the work he did for people, like just like off the cuff, like not even as a booker, just helping guys out, because um, mm-hmm. he was so smart in the business, it, it's a loss. And I think Brian, like Brian's one of those dudes. Like think about it, he grew he grew up on the Indies. He worked with WWE. He got to go back to the Indies to an extent, and now he's like, and I mean, I think this these last three years, as for him as a wrestler, I think you know he is out the way door because honestly, think about it. When he left WWE, he did not have the run he wanted. When he came back after the injury, mm-hmm. in the last three years, can it can it not be said that that man has had perhaps one of the greatest runs a wrestler coming back from retirement can ever have? So if he went out right now, you are sitting there going, "That dude has already had he's already had a hell of a career." Right now, that last three years is perhaps the greatest run a wrestler can have. Like, I mean, the matches he's had in AEW. Whatever your opinion of AEW, you even you have to admit those were amazing matches. Yes, um, I absolutely so, agree. So, I mean, I'm just happy for Brian because if you remember when he started off in ROH, um, and you saw that little kid, the last thing you said was, "That's going to become one of the greatest wrestlers of oh, a generation." I, hell yeah! <laughs> hell
0: yeah! I, I'm totally with you on that. That is for sure.
1: So, and I mean. I mean, granted, he was—I will say—he did come up in the era of ROH, was probably the golden age of ROH, in my opinion, which yes. I know some people may argue, but I think he came up in the golden age of ROH. But I mean, there was there was hella talent in that one. So, but yeah, like, good for him, man. Like he like he's thinking about life after wrestling, which involves him going in the back room. So he's still going to be doing the things he loves. I mean, you know, not everybody it can be John Cena or The Rock and go into movies. That's so. Right. So, he, and the dude, like he's always said, he always loved wrestling. Like, as he put it, it's the only thing he knew. Pretty much. It's pretty much, that's
0: all he knew. I mean, and I mean, he, he's, he's an incredible, I, he, for me, he's like a regal to me. Mm-hmm. I, the guy has it all. There's nothing I can say really bad about this man.
1: Now, think about uh, this way. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Think about it this way. Remember, um, we also lost Q.T. Marshall, which is his permanent name from that one. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a vacuum right there that Brian could easily slip into, like oh, him yeah. going as like him as a VP. I mean, I mean, yeah, because like even when he did um, a smack talk, that was a great segment with him. I mean, I know in his head he was like, "I want to wrestle," but still, when he retired the way he wants, I mean. I can't think of anything else a wrestler would want to go back. Because pretty much still wrestle, still be around the boys, and still and still and, and but actually be con- contributing to like the next generation of wrestlers. Because that man, it's proven fact that he, if he trains you, you become better. Like For I sure. mean, look, look at Jade. I, remember, that, I know. I know. Then when Jade started, she was a little rough around the edges. A couple of months with Jade, Dragon, with the Dragon, all of a sudden. She out here winning championships, and you you upset she leaving, and you yell at Tony about it.
0: Exactly. Very, very so, true.
1: Yeah, and I also think he, he does the one thing that the elite can't do. I think Brian's the type of person who actually will not, who will talk to Tony about him being an idiot. Sometimes, especially when it comes to talent. Uh, or like not being an idiot, but basically going, you making the wrong decision in a situation about a wrestler kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll, like I said, we'll see.
0: Yeah, we're definitely mm-hmm. gonna have to wait and see for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then of course, this man—he's not—he is still around. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy, the man, is still around. I'm surprised. So I mean, reading about so they they have him assigned doing other, of course, other things away from WWE. He's no longer, he is, of course, still not part of creative. Has not, to this of what I've been reading, he has, he has even gone over there saying, Hey, pal, what's going on, punk? Nothing. He is away from WWE. He's not even close to it, which I'm happy. Thank God he's not. Knock on wood. But yes, I <laughs> said, I'm knocking on wood. Make sure to keep him away. But man. I mean, are we going to see him around anytime? Do you feel like he, he's going to be around? For some odd reason, he's still affiliated, though, Phil, but he is not like, you know, oh, you know, it's making decisions anymore. Now it's TKL. So mm-hmm. they, have doing, uh, they have him doing other adventures. So we see this man coming back
1: at home. Do you feel like um, he- Here's the thing with him he is the Stan Lee of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee was with Marvel forever. Yes, and the interesting thing about him is that when Stanley left left wrestler left sorry not sorry Stanley left comics. The thing about him was he wasn't doing day to day stuff. He wasn't making any kind of real decisions. They just had him out there as a talking head that basically was like kind of like the figurehead, who pretty much is just a big representative. Like he's honestly just a really 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 visible ambassador at WWE. Like you said for the bet like you know for better or worse he was the face of professional wrestling for a very long time when he like in the 80s every like when it was hulk hogan it was him so and uh, do i think it's a good idea to at least keep him around i mean as long as he's not near the wrestling yeah but if you want to put him on a dog and pony show where it's like every time there's a big event tko wants want someone to show up at, you send Vince, yeah. If you want someone to go talk about wrestling or what was it like being in wrestling in the 80s, you send Vince. I mean, that's like, right now, Vince is always going to be a showman performer. I don't see why TKO would not want to capitalize on that. I mean, it's already been a proven fact And whether he's going to show up in WWE again, I don't think they're that stupid even when there was the chance of him showing up in WE, the morale was so terrible that people started talking about yo i wonder if AEW's hiring or they were or like the rumor mills were like oh this person's thinking about leaving or the morale dropped. so it's i don't think they're going to let him i think the best you'll get to see is him at him backstage at a show That's do true. i think i see him backstage at a production show no nah. Do I see Triple H on occasion talking to him? Because I don't think he has a choice, especially considering family dinners. Him talking about the show, going, This is what I'm doing. Uh, sure, why not? But I don't think he's gonna be making any real decisions that affect the company. But I do think they're gonna treat him like Stan Lee. <laughs> have him pop up at have him, have him. You know how it is. Stan wasn't <laughs> doing stuff for Marvel, he was just dead looking pretty. He's like, All right. Get out there, Vanna. Go look pretty and present the show. <laughs> I can't <really> picture that. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. I mean, Vince is what now? Vince is almost, what, 80 now? Almost by 80, right? Is he, like, what, 77, 76? Yeah, he's almost close to 80. Like, honestly, most companies tend to retire executives at around 60. That's <laughs> right. And I mean, it ain't like the man needs the money, so obviously it's one of those things. They're just keeping him happy till till he decides to finally go to sleep. No offense, Vince. I mean, you know, no offense. It's what it's it's it it is what it is, brother. I love it. Oh man, that's
0: that's why I love you, man. Because you fucking say how it is. That's right. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I love it. All right, folks. I know everybody's anticipating for our predictions for a deadline. We'll mm-hmm. get dirty We're going to take care of Dynamite first. Then okay. We'll mm-hmm. so we gotta mm-hmm. Yeah, we've wow, we got to talk about what happened to Dynamite, that's for sure. So you already know what time it is, folks. It's that time. It's time. It's time. It's beta time.
1: Dynamite.
0: Dynamite. Woo. Happy- Forty-eight hours. What's oh, on forty-eight hours? this is Thursday. For God's sake, I'm thinking it's Friday. I wish it was Friday. <laughs> Twenty-four hours ago, ladies and gentlemen. But man, I can tell you, this was not a bad, bad card at all. Bad, bad at all. I mm. enjoy Dynamite. Uh, but we'll get to the ending. That's probably the one I'll probably will have to debate on that. But I want to give a shout out to Joe from the ring because they were out there. Frank Joe was out there. I saw him in the set, and we all did. So we definitely. Lovely Sorry, there, Frank Jones. But, man, we're going to get into – you know, we're not going to go in order. We're going gonna to start with the classics because we got to talk about those. Man, Pepsi Phil, this has been great. I have been enjoying them. I don't see it bad. It sucks that we didn't see – you know, we'll get to Mark Briscoe. But right now, this one is the one that I really enjoyed. It. Mm-hmm. This this being the opener, I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Why is this as an opener? But, man, it was fantastic to see Roosh – versus, of course, John mm-hmm. This match was great. I really fucking enjoyed all of it from the beginning about beginning air, towards the end. Did not expect the ending that way though. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that really surprised me. That I don't know where he just what he got choked out. That was it. But I, but one thing that Bruce did do was like, hey, I, I kick out. Of course, ha, huh, you know, mm-hmm. finisher. So that, but it was amazing. I really enjoyed it so far. By far, it has been this classic. Continental Castle has been great on the gold side. I got to pay attention more to the blue side, I mm-hmm. which we'll talk about it you know, for Saturday, what's coming up. But man, but man, break it down, brother. What were your thoughts on this one? I know you were like, oh, man, damn.
1: All right. I thought, it's, it's, I it's, thought it's, this was a banger, but it did illustrate something for me. Um, there are cats in this that are literally, there are cats in this tournament that don't need to be in this tournament. Uh, Here's the thing Roosh was amazing. And truth be told, I'm watching this thing. I'm watching the match happen, and I understood why Moxley had to win because he's Moxley. Mm-hmm. But truth be told, Roosh should have won that match, in my opinion, for the story. Because truth be told, what does Moxley gain being like what like Moxley gain? Other than though, I'm gonna I'm, I'm do it. To, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm speak out of both sides of my mouth, so bear with me. What does Marcy time like? The man is established, the man literally in, in AEW. Let's say he's already a goat, so it's like he already has his own storyline. Like, there isn't any he can pick a fight anytime he wants. But that said, him in the match added a whole lot of, and I'm gonna say this and bear with me, they- credibility, like visual, mainstream credibility to Roosh for those of us who knew about him before AEW. Because let's face it, Roosh, even though we knew who he was, I don't think a lot of people understood how great this man is. Um, And I think him against Mox, I mean, actually not even that, him in the last two matches he's had in the Classic have really made Roosh stand out for me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he wasn't great or famous beforehand, but he wasn't what what we refer to as TV famous like he isn't like he isn't like what you like there's a difference between being famous on indies and In wrestling promotions where bookers and everyone knows how to put you but being famous on television where people want to turn on the TV and watch You is completely different. I think him you know, like in his last two rounds of this of this classic he has been as always Devastating like there are matches I'm looking at it going, Roosh should have won. I wish no, not, not Roosh should have won. I wish Roosh won that match. Because this man mm-hmm. is this man is legitimately beautiful to watch wrestle. He he is hilarious and he is funny. We were just having a conversation about the fact that wrestling is one part drama, one part comedy. Yeah. And being able to find that balance is great. Like, don't get me wrong, because let's face it, this wrestling right now is on on that on that edge between both. And but going back to Roosh, um, he's just like he's just really talented. Like he's got technical skills, and he he's a a bit of a flyer. He's a bit of a showman. And like I said, I'm the thing about this classic is it's giving them, it's putting dudes on, it's putting dudes over. And I do understand. It's like my thing is is like, I really wish Roosh would be would we right now be at nine and zero, like having nine points. Versus now, now what does he like? Only have three, so like almost yes. mathematically, yeah, mathematically he's pretty much he can't win the tournament. But yeah. I mean, but his showing was great, like he did a great showing. So I'm hoping we get to see more of him um, do stuff. But yeah, this was a man. This was a great match, and like I said, this is one of those matches where you forget John Moxley can wrestle, too. I was like, you forget John Moxley can't carry somebody in a match and knows how to run that match. So, because, because like, right now, I think his, the, his and this is the follow-up, because I think we're do a follow-up for this one, is after today we find out who Moxley's next opponent is.
0: What's going to get
1: Oh, Ooh, this is going to be salty. That's true. That is Yeah, I'm not true. telling anyone right now because I don't want to do a spoiler yet, but. <laughs> you, find out, you find out who his next opponent is. You find out at the end of the at the end of the night. You're going, ooh, this is intriguing.
0: Oh god, <laughs> I I just can't wait. But i mm-hmm.
1: gonna-
0: but I can tell you that you know this was not like a it was a great opener. I I and what I love about Montreal Quebec, they kind of really enjoyed this one, especially I, I was kind of glad they actually was cheering for Rouge. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a hell yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, baby. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, at least Montreal woke up on him because you know, throughout the middle of the show, kind of died out a bit, a bit, but I know that here in the beginning part, always, you know, and a miracle part two Pepsi Phil. It's a miracle. We haven't seen Orange Ca- orange Cassidy opening the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: I, even he, I mean, this gives this continental classic has given him a break. <laughs>
0: Can, it, has, you're <laughs> right. It has given him a break. So I'm like, hey, where's Orange Cassidy? Not even mm-hmm. on the first hour main event, he hasn't been there. So like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of glad he's getting a break. Maybe, no wonder why he's at Rampage or uh, mm-hmm. Collision, but maybe. All right, you did if enough for us here. Now help us over there. Okay. If nothing
1: else, if Nothing else to save the Kinesio tape in the back room for the other wrestlers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every day that man got 15 pounds of more tape on him every after every match
0: oh man yeah
1: definitely
0: mm-hmm. and the other classic one that i want to talk about here is of course the battle of jane <laughs> the battle Ooh. of jane. jay white this is Lee. Ooh. i can tell you what this though i did enjoy that they went back to the history the you know the, when the video promo with ring of honor i was like oh fuck yeah see this is one advantage that Tony Khan has. He has that library. Mm-hmm. That's where he has it. So he can use them, especially the talent that he has currently signed with him, can use that as an advantage, of course, explaining the history. And I like the fact how they explain on, on these two how mm-hmm. they began in Ring of Honor, like in how they met, how they mm-hmm. feuded, and then how they all grew up differently. I mean, Jay White, no matter what, is for me, is like, man, this this guy is another level. Mm-hmm. Same like with Jay Lito, man. He's, just, he's still. He would never disappoint me of what he does. Yeah, I just hope that they keep him as a mm-hmm. backstage role in the future if he plans to retire. Yeah. that guy mm-hmm. is very intelligent. He can help definitely a lot for the men's and mm-hmm. women's division there for sure. But of course, Georgia matchup it was great. Of course, we got you know the win from Jay White. He's still somehow alive. So the, I don't know how, but he's still there. Uh I don't know if it make a difference for him winning next week. We'll have to wait and see. But Break it down, brother. What were your thoughts on the battle of the Jays? No, I'm Jay. No, I'm Jay. I'm Jay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was a great match, and honestly, it was one I completely forgot about. I wanted to see. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jay White, again, um, I was a little bit worried about how they were going to treat him after he lost MJF. Yeah. Because I was worried that he was going to fall off and kind of get put to the wayside again and kind of go through that weird, like nebulous era of what is he doing now? Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, the MJF storyline was so good, and now like you're gonna know go, what are they doing? The Continental Classic at least kept keeps Jay, I should say I don't want to say relevant, but keeps him in the forefront of everybody's mind as a yeah. legit primetime player. And this match against Jay Lethal was just was great to watch. I mean, honestly, I mean it's Jay, it's it's switchblade. I mean, for they're yeah. very when are you not going to enjoy a Switchblade match? Like, I mean, just win. Like, I mean, Jay, like he got Jay Lethal, who pretty much is always money. And seeing them two together was great. And truth be told, it was a lot of fun. And, again, it's, it's, uh, they're giving us matches we just didn't think we won. We knew we wanted to see. Yeah. And as soon as I saw they were going against each other, I went, ooh. This, once again, you got that thought in your mind, ooh, this is intriguing. Because right now, yeah, they met in ROH back in the day. But right now, these are two different wrestlers than they were back in the day. So seeing now, seeing them like it's kind of like seeing uh it's like it's like kind of, and you'll forgive the pun, seeing evolution. Mm-hmm. So you got like first, like the first time you see a thing, it's like, oh look, these two lines are fighting. Then it's like say mid like say five years after the fact, and you wanna go, I wonder what happened if they fought now, kind of thing. And that's what that's that's what that's what I'm getting right now from these two dudes and honestly it's fun it is a beautiful thing to watch i mean it's it's it that's pro wrestling folks that's absolutely right yeah, it is pro wrestling but i really i really fucking really enjoyed it was fucking fantastic
0: man Or for sports
1: or sports entertainment depending on where you work <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man that is for sure and then we got the other classic here oh man i, I really got to get that clip of nana not, not, uh-huh, yes <laughs> Swerve, Strickland, of course, versus Mark Briscoe. Ah, oh, poor Mark. Even though Bruce said on top rope like this past weekend, he said, I want him to win it. Sneak up out of nowhere. Well, guess what, pal? He is out. He's fully mm-hmm. out. He has nothing. Zero points, in which I feel bad. I, I didn't what's the point of using this man, then. But I get it. I get it. It's, for, it's a ring of honor. You know, all courts, belt in the line. So, yes, represent. Very understanding. But at least I'm glad he's getting the TV time. But mismatch, mm-hmm. though, man. It really... Oh, man. I don't, geez, man. I, I just loving the fact that we're seeing the push that we've been wanting to see from Swerve, and we're finally getting it. And not only that, Pepsi Phil. But the fact is, that this match was a fucking Ring of Honor match. I don't keep saying that shit, but then <laughs> it, I it just for me, it felt like it was, man. It was really good shit, damn it. It, I, I It was such good, I mean, such good shit. Yeah. It was good shit, Devin. It. it was. It was really good shit. This. And of course, we're at the end with the win. Of course, with the stop. But damn, what a deadly! Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. But just even like that, that superplex as well outside the ring, mm-hmm. and, and everything, man. This I don't know, man. Mark Briscoe for me could be a. It should be a future world champion for sure. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to be that. This man got he got it all in the ring. He got it all. He got the charisma. Mm-hmm. He, got he got everything. All the list. That people would like to see the crowd was, and th- this crowd was went insane for this one too, man. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about a Pepsiville, but I feel like this one, woo, was a banger for me. I think this was the match mm-hmm. of the night
1: for me too. Mm-hmm. It was probably my it. most. It was. It was the one I thought that had the most meaning behind it, because for two things. It 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 it's it, it meant it's meant Swerve's run right now It's just literally being like being ready for the main event as far as I'm concerned. Period. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. The second thing is they're building. Like I know we all wanted Mark Briscoe to win. I didn't, and I hate to say this. RIP when his brother died. Um, it really was a. I mean, I don't. I can't even imagine what he went through. But from a wrestling perspective side. And remember, I mentioned TV famous. Yes. No one really knows Mark that well. They know they know the Briscoes really well. Right yeah. now, I think they're doing a really good job of slowly building Mark up as being Mark Briscoe the wrestler, not Mark Briscoe, who recently lost his brother in real life. And I think that's something that Mark wants, even though he has said, I don't want to do another, I don't want to do tag teams anymore. I think yeah. Mark is, I think Mark's so good and so professional. And so smart, he realizes he can't just come in somewhere and just immediately be given the keys to the kingdom, because there'll always be that asterisk by his name and people thinking he only got it because of sympathy. That right. might be me, that might be me being cynical, but I think Mark Briscoe is the type of dude who wants to like literally build up his rep as a singles wrestler. And it's smart enough to know that he can't just come in doing it like he already had from ROH, Like you said, he already had a great history as a singles wrestler, at least. But they were kind of like one offs or yeah. really before the Briscoes kind of hit, 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 hit huge. But after his brother came in, him and him and Jay were just they were money. Like you didn't if there was a tag match with them, you were going to be there. So I think he's I think he's thinking the same way again. I'm going to build myself up as a singles wrestler slowly through the ranks um like you said he's got a great like he's already got enough street creds to actually do that so he ain't got to worry about booking but he does need he wants to be careful about booking how he wants to look how he wants to be looked at in yeah. as a singles wrestler and i actually respect that because let's face it like no matter what you say about it, the briscoes as as a whole were never stupid wrestlers the fact like perfect example is that on that social media campaign they had with FTR to build up their match, uh, which was amazing. But if you think about it, these are two different teams from two basically two different companies who had, had no contact beyond social media, and they managed to like create an entire buzz of like through social media. Now, I'm not sure if anybody else other than those two were involved, but mm-hmm. I feel like they started online and someone went, yo, we got to start working with these guys and make this work better. So that's something to be said for that. And let's face it, they did. And I think Mark is coming into his own lovely. Like, he does great work. He fight, like, him against Mox was amazing. Awesome. Um, him against Swerve was another banger I was happy with. Um, the man, like I said, we get to see him literally cut it up every single time. So, like, again, the Continental Classics help building up folks that we don't get to see who are main TV famous. Now, here's the third thing that I'm realizing Tony Khan might be doing. Uh-oh. What if this, like, because let's face it, there have been so many ROH rehashing matches in this thing. What if this is a proof of concept of how ROH would look on television? So I like if, that. Think about it. You I got the first ROH matches that people are clicking on, clicking on, and you get to see what the numbers are when those apples when those when those matches are on because they do count they do count the numbers like what what's what's the eyes on it and you basically go look these are ROH matches and we called it that even though it's the AEW Continental Classic quote right. unquote um, they still came because it was a ROH match can you imagine if these guys were in ROH doing doing some regular banger stuff. Like that, as far as I'm concerned, this could be a I mean, it might not be, but I mean, this. That again, this. I'm a ROH hopeful, so I'm always trying to find a. I'm always trying to find a silver lining for it, because uh, I want ROH to come back to television. Um but oh, fuck yeah! I feel like this could be a proof of concept of ROH wrestlers who like. Because think, think about it: if ROH comes back to television, you got you got guys like Mark Briscoe, you got Rouge, you got like Tony Khan has a, literally two different channels of guys and teams that he can actually run through. And let's face it, it becomes it, be, it, it becomes more money for him. So if you can get ROH on television, and I know we all give Tony crap because it's like, what have you done with ROH? I'm like, man, television is hard. TV is hard, man. Oh, fuck yeah, it is hard. It's TV, hard. Getting on TV is hard. Staying on TV is hard. Like getting like literally so I don't like everyone wants to give him a crap for it. I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure Tony had like 15 plans for it because he knows once he gets started, because let's face it, it takes like I said, it takes some time to get on television. Even the CW who's desperate for programming. And I mean let's face it, NWA fucked it up for everybody in the class. Oh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, uh, especially if we don't want to say about I mean, right. right They're like, oh sudden you know, CW's probably like, I don't know about these dudes. I don't know about these wrestlers. That's something um, that, that I mean they doing fake cocaine on television. Is it, is it though? Is it though? We know wrestlers got a history.
0: We do know that they do have so, a history.
1: Oh uh, yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, NWA fucked it up for the whole class on the CW.
0: They certainly did all right. They fucking mm-hmm. certainly did. But, man, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next week. Mm-hmm. Next week's going to be another one. There's going to be a mm-hmm. banger. But I think, yeah, because we're already heading, you know, this weekend we got a lot more coming. There's a lot of Ending, closing out the year of professional wrestling, we got a lot of shit going.
1: Remember, next week is winter is coming.
0: Yeah. And not only that, the next Friday is also the Ring of Bottle Final Battle.
1: Yeah, uh yeah,
0: final battle. Oh my god,
1: think about this one. It's it's winter is coming, final battle, and then they have world's end. Yeah, that's
0: that's 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 a lot lot of
1: money right there for AEW.
0: Oh, but yeah, they they got a lot of money to invest in. I'll tell you that. Mm
1: -hmm. I'll
0: tell you that. Speaking of investing, we got another one right here. (laughs) Ah that's Oh yes, uh, <laughs> of course, Luther. What the fuck is Luther's? Wait, what is he? What's his name? I I heard the name because you heard know. Mariah May earlier. She's like trying to say the name, but she has for any What I even forgot my soul I don't know. I what, don't you, know.
1: what the what the fuck's the name? First like, of all, let me just say <laughs> Luther's conversion to the valet of timeless Tony Storm is brilliant. <laughs> I. Is, know. It is once again another another layer of icing on the cake that is Tony Storm.
0: Yes, it is.
1: It is. Like, honestly, when they got the dude from TCM to an I can't even remember his name, but the, that dude from TCM, that's a legit dude treating her like they like, like Greta Garbo. I'm like, oh my, they're going all in on this storyline. Like mm-hmm. at this point. Tony Storm has hit the point where she don't need nobody to help her get her storyline across. Oh, no, she they, does not. And honestly, that wind up the punch that girl, punch Scott Blue in the face, because remember when I said wrestling was one part drama, one part comedy? Yes. This right here is one part comedy, one part drama, and it's a great story, and I know, and I'm going to call out buddy of ours who's on top rope wrestling talk, Christian. <laughs> He was a little salty about the fact that Sky Blue changed her look. And I understand why it makes perfect sense. Man, I gotta tell you. I and he makes a really good valid point that it would be better if we knew why she suddenly changed from sky blue to dark blue, as I now refer to her as. Um uh, I don't know, man. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> you make a you're all right. It would be nice to know what, what like what brought this change about. But I mean, sometimes you just it's like when you go on, it's like when you go into college, it's like high school, you put on a new jacket, it's like, oh, I got this new look, I'm gonna match it up. She, I think she looks great. And honestly, I enjoy the fact that she is a bit of a mystery. And I like this new look. And I mean, she is young, so she has the ability to just change whenever she wants. And let's face it, the best thing about that match was that Sky Blue, still a great talent. Timeless Tony Storm so into her storyline, it's she's letting it dictate her wrestling. Like her wrestling literally propagates the story, the storyline of Timeless Tony Storm. Even to the point where, like I said, she does that ridiculous wind up, wind up slap where she goes around. I think she does like 15 rotations, like old school cartoon TV style, where they do, where I think it's like the old silent films when they used to do around the wind up before they punch you in the face. It's like, Oh, let me just wham my arm back and forth before I slap you in the face. <laughs> um, like that right there, that is dedication to a gimmick. Like that is, and and honestly, this might be, in this match, I might have seen the most, probably not, maybe not most, the most inventive, but I'm going to say most, inventive way to use a valet where she's sitting on Luther's shoulder. I'm going to, I'm not going to use this. I can't remember his real name. to literally drag her across the rope and put her down literally sitting on his shoulders and i'm looking at it going technically speaking luther did not get involved in that match other than just sitting there
0: that's true you're right about that
1: so and honestly i mean the fact that even during a match it switches to black and white for her uh when she ever has her moment when she when she when she stops for her picture taking moments Is even better, and honestly, like I said, she found her voice, and it is great. And like I said, with Sky Blue, man, she like every single day we see her, she gets great. Honestly, I mean, she, I mean, literally, the fact that she's still not even twenty five yet and playing on this level is is amazing. Um, And then, respectfully, respectfully, that was the prettiest. Respectfully, Respectfully, respectfully. So, but yeah, they were like I said, they did, they do, they. Did. It was great watching it because again, um, you know, it was a legit women's match. We had a good time for it. We had good, good. It was, it wasn't two or three minutes. It was legitimately a match. Um The ending of it, I have no idea why they brought in Reho. Thank you. Somebody <laughs> said it, <laughs> and I'm Bridget, like, said it. I, uh, I want to
0: hear this.
1: Truth be told. I would rather it be Maki Ito, who's a way more entertaining and would definitely play off of Tony Storm much better, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but Riho, I mean, I, I know I, the I, old gimmick. I know, yeah, technically the Mean Girl gimmick did get Riho kicked out of got got, got, got Riho hurt and she had to take a time out, quote-unquote. But honestly, Riho, <laughs> I mean – Grandma Wendy would probably second this, but Riho? <laughs> oh, I, 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 when I heard the song and and
0: I was just like, "What? Hey, what the
1: fuck?" <laughs> I
0: was just like, wait a minute. I was even like, I think I was even. I don't remember what the hell I was doing, but I was doing something. And I just, I, I hear, and I'm like, okay, I'm hearing the song. The fuck? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, why Reho? I can't. Okay, why in Canada, especially I main. And I, I, don't disrespect the Reho, mm-hmm. I respect you in here, okay? I I support you, but in this case, I kind of would have waited on this.
1: Yeah, I think I, I don't really understand this storyline because truth be told, yeah, like I said, it makes more. I mean, I know Maki has a different contract, and she's with Star. I she's not even Stardom technically. She's with a different group. Uh, but I,
0: know, you know, I think I think Sh- Pro. Where yeah, thank uh, you. Soccer room, soccer room, yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> And um, but and I know so I know getting her is a little bit harder, but truth be told, she is way more entertaining than Riho is. And honestly, in my head, Riho so extra, her and Tony Storm would be great. What's up, Brian? What? <laughs> yes, Brian, respectfully. <laughs> it was like it was like a French bakery, nothing but cake in that ring. <laughs> respectfully. Respectfully, it was
0: how I and, and I know we got, you know, female listeners. Look, well all, it's all respectfully, ladies. Yeah. And but honestly, this, was, uh, this was Nalga Mania running wild, all right? This,
1: this was not an unattractive match. No, this was not an unattractive no, match at all. No. But truth be told, Sky Blue right now, I think, like I know we talk about breakout stars, and we know we've already said Sky Blue, but honestly, I'm curious to see where she's going right now because every time she comes out, it's like, it really is great to see her um mm. see her do some work so i'm so she's the one like she's the one i wanted to watch um i have i don't know if she's had a match with willow on aew yet like versus willow but that is a match i kind of want to see as well
0: mm. okay
1: i mean granted i mean i mean she would i mean yeah i mean the weird part is like they're two faces so they would really have no real reason to beef but I kind of feel like Sky Blue would probably find something. That's true. I think.
0: I think so. You're right. I think, but it's just like for me, uh in regards to the women's division, you know, especially hearing what you know. I know this is off the subject with Brett Baker's twi- tweet, which yeah, is, uh, and, and and I'm hearing today about women's how they're getting booked. Aye, 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 aye. So
1: I I have a thought on that one.
0: Go for it. Break it
1: down. Break Here's it down. the thing: if Brian's in charge of making sure everyone tweets the right stuff, yes. How do we know Brit's tweet was not part of her work? Thank you. Thank you. I was gonna say that, but you already said it. Without, yes. Because think about it: Brit Baker has been in AEW pretty much since the beginning. She has grown up, became a much an incredible wrestler because of Jericho. Honestly, and she, I don't think she's unhappy. And her complaint about promos is kind of ironic, considering the fact that she's been on the shelf healing from injury, pretty much this entire time, mm-hmm. um, or helping helping Adam get better. So her thing about promos, I think that's a tie into the fact that remember when she was the role model? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had model. the exact she had the exact same complaint. So I kind of feel like that's where this is all coming from and where it's going, in regards to their women's booking. They still have a lot of work to do, man. They got, they got a sure. lot. Of, they still got a lot of work to do. Because truth be told, again, we still only had what one women's. Well, yeah, we only had one women's match in this one, and oh, I know man. it's I know it's two hours, but you could. I mean, do we really need three continental matches in this one? Uh, I, I unless you're. I, Remind me, are
0: they doing? Are they saving the finals at World's End? Is that we're going to be the finals? I believe right?
1: so. I believe so. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's probably why they're kind of rushing it. But you, it's valid. It's valid though because they could have just done two and then have one of each on. But I get it because you know how they're doing it with the blue division, mm-hmm. the blue side on for Rampage and Collision, and they're just saving the gold one on Dynamite. I mean, that's probably could be the case. Maybe so.
1: Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know on that, the gold maybe. divisions, mostly ROH matches. <laughs> the gold division <laughs> gold division is basically ROH matches. And the blue division is AEW matches. You see what I mean? <laughs> God, that's
0: why I fucking love you. Cause you're you're breaking it down for a reason. Oh, Brian, Brian, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Let me see what he's what everyone says. I'm really hoping Tony Connor understands he needs to invest more on women's division. They have three breakout, you know, gems: in Julia, Sky, and Willow, mm-hmm. who beat, who beat Mercedes. Yeah, but see, Brian, we know that because Mercedes, of course, was going do a story to start them. There's the reason why she dropped the belt in the first place. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's what it is. It's just pure freaking uh, Ring of Honor. Oh my god, jeez! You see, Tony Khan, <laughs> is this could have been your Ring of Honor televised where you? Pre-record and you could put it out there. Oh, I mean, that's funny. fucking bullshit. <laughs> You're bullshit, Tony Khan. You could have done that <laughs> to help your Ring of water like Pepsi Phil said it. You see, man. You I know, mean.
1: truth be told, he still has. A, he still has. I think he still has the YouTube matches, Matt. Right that's, night. That's. Right? I think that's. Yes, he does. He's he has. A W Dark. I think he's called Mars. Yeah. I see no reason why that can't be like at least an ROH Light, at least. Which I, think, right. which I, think my, I think I think on some level it might be sometimes, but but a little bit of push for that wouldn't be nice. But like I said, um, the, like I said, this is, I mean, it's slow. I think Brit is, like I said, slowly. I think she's like in great, putting herself back in the women's division and using social media. And I truly believe her complaint about the booking and promo thing because it was really interesting the way she worded it it makes me think it's a work.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of needs to build anyway. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's what I was going to get with. But you you broke it down, brother. I agree. I feel like it's, that's what it is supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, I heard Alvarez's, you know, opinion about it. And I haven't heard anybody else, but I heard, it, well, some people I heard. And they said it's not a work. I mean, no, it's a fucking work. There's no fucking way he's gonna, she's gonna fucking just put that out there. And I got zero minutes on promos. Like, no, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And I mean, right now, like you mentioned, if, you know, Pets about okay, you got to take care of Adam Cole. You know, he's gonna walk, walk by himself. Like, no, you gotta.
1: But think, but think about it this way: if Britt mm-hmm. came back just out of the blue, and all of a sudden you can't, you have to keep her in the main event. Having her just show up and being in the main event. Would smell just like what they did with Charlotte.
0: I totally agree. And I hope they don't do that because yeah. I, I I rather have her but get with, back to that top and start from the bottom again. That's what I would
1: Yeah, yeah but think about it. With these social media tweets, she can pick a fight anytime she wants with whoever she wants being mad, like old role model motif, but this time it's I'm a I'm a world champion. What do you mean this 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 upstart gets ahead of me? Mm-hmm. Shout out oh. to the theater, ladies and gentlemen. Right, so what's, Yo, going what's up, on? What's up, player? Make sure you subscribe oh, and follow. Yeah, so I think now if she sneaks in and beats rude, that's all storyline. So you really can't complain. As opposed to like, in no offense to Charlotte, the way they booked her was just like, oh, Charlotte just shows up. Thank you for the title, and then she walk out with grit. Wow. At the very least, there's a story behind her coming into the women's division and smacking some folks around. Yeah.
0: Uh, and one thing I noticed though too that mm-hmm. uh, on the Spanish commentary, Rosa wasn't there. Yeah. So like, okay, maybe she's getting ready to come back. Mm-hmm. But I, with you. this, is something that you know I feel like it's a story. But start Break Baker at, 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 from the bottom and at least mm-hmm. to help you know, mm-hmm. you know, elevate yourself back into that title role. You know, because mm-hmm. I would rather I get Tony Khan is what he's doing right now is it's the best decision that he put Tony Storm as a champion. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. She has character, and is helping developing that character. Mm-hmm. Now, next winner in line has, like, you're giving your women's chances, cool. And it's the same for Julia Hart. By far, it's the best decision putting the belts on those two women. Mm-hmm. It gives, it helps them develop. But I feel like it, they need more of a development. They need more TV time, and mm-hmm. that's where it's missing. I think we've been like wrestling about it forever about that.
1: I think I think he learned his lesson with Jade. Yeah. I, I mean, truly believe he learned his lesson with Jade. Jade obviously felt like her career wasn't going anywhere or in the direction she wanted. And now Tony's putting a little more effort. In. And I don't even know if he I don't know if he's like head of the women's division or yeah. if it just goes through him. But whoever's back there doing it, um, the putting these two of Scott, putting Storm and, uh, and Julia Hart in front really does does put some shine on them titles god like,
0: like, uh, Kenny Omega. I think it's
1: still. I think. Okay, it. yeah. Then I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And Kenny, I mean, yeah. Kenny, Kenny's a solid dude. Oh, and true. Kenny's another dude who, I mean, I know people don't like talking about it, but Kenny has been through some hell. And I think Kenny's on his way on, to switch into a part-time presence as well, which if he hasn't already. That's very I mean, true. that's not to say he's not great, but like I said, Kenny's reached that point where he's been. He's done. He's done every single thing you can in pro wrestling except for work for WWE. Well, technically, he did back in the day. Um, but he got his, his knowledge, and well, honestly, he's the reason Riho came back. Let's tell the truth. Of um, course, when
0: he caught it, of course. I was surprised there. I, guarantee I, mean, yeah. was See, I, meant,
1: I meant the series he came back, but he, is, like, he has been training Joshi wrestlers back in the day, and he's been what? training the women's wrestlers here in the same way he trained with with and for jo- Joshi wrestlers, Lennox, pleasure to meet you, My brother. Man, yeah. Lennox, appreciate you, brother. You're seeing so, you, so, but yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we we're gonna have to wait to see how that, will, but Brian uh, telling me She's a shame. Yeah,
1: man. I I get you, Brian, but it's a it's a it's a lesson learned from TK. Truth, you know? truth be told, it's it's been a problem he's had for a long time, and it's the second time he's bit him in the past because know? he did it with Big Swole. Which, like I said, Big Swole was there, and she she left for the exact same reason Jade did. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, Allie left for the exact same reason. Yeah. She just, unfortunately, I don't think she could. I I think for her, in her storyline, no, I think for her, in her head, she just couldn't wait any longer. I and so. it was just taking her too long. But I think with Jade and Big Swole, they really just got tired of Tony just sitting on his laurels with the women's division. And they just didn't see a change coming. I mean, unfortunately, QT Marshall also, I mean, granted, it's not the women's division. QT Marshall literally uh, echoed the exact same sentiment on as to why he was leaving. That's very true. So,
0: And, of course, we got another segment that happened, of course, which we all kind of knew. I mean, come on. We knew the, he's hurt. They're not going to put him in the ring right away. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we, we saw what happened earlier. You know, we saw that the confrontation, of course, between him and Hangman, it got a lot of people questioning because of what happened. We saw him with a bottle, broken bottle, right there, you know, with the of his head, MJF getting attacked. Then Samojo came out, of course, you know, the, the Devils, the, his pack came out and nothing happened. And But everybody's pointing at Hangman because of the, the broken beard bottle that was right there next to MJF that caused him to be out. But we all knew that he was—he's injured. Of course, that he's healing up. They're not gonna try to book him right away, put him in back. You wanna get him ready for the then of the Worlds against Mojo? That's one thing. Mm-hmm. You have to sure. And yeah, good thing there's no in anything. But the question is here now, Pepsi Phil. Does you question could it be Hangman? So no. No. <laughs> I knew it. I was just waiting for
1: that. <laughs> no. Oh hell. No. no. Hangman's like I said, this match would swerve. Literally put hanging man back at the forefront of people's minds. Making him the devil would just make no sense whatsoever. However, oh. Kyle O'Reilly,
0: oh, yeah. Kyle
1: O'Reilly was seen in the back of AEW, which they let slip. I would not be ashamed or scared if pretty much it was the devil was red dragon. Uh, but would it be a hit, though? That's the thing. Would it be a
0: hype? Like, oh, okay, you know, was this, you know how we mentioned it, you know, a couple weeks back, that let's say Cole wasn't hurt, that maybe that was the plan. Now they're going on plan B in
1: this um, case. I so. think for me, I think it needs to be some outsiders to be the, who should be the devil. Who should be the devil. Like, honestly, having it be Wardlow and anyone like that, honestly, just will feel disingenuous. Um, you can, I mean, you can make one, have it be one AEW guy, but the other two members, I guess it's four members of the devil team or team devil needs to be guys from the outside. That's true. So if it's a, if it's a, uh, if it's, I don't know if it's the, um, if it's, if it's the shock to the system guys, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and I that know is was- a, that is that, yeah, that that's a that is a that's a roundabout way to bring him back because truth be told, that would be hilarious. And,
0: and remember that he's unsuspended now, so he's now free mm-hmm. to come back. Maybe this is the plan, maybe for him to come
1: back. Maybe but I don't, he- I don't know. He did just copyright Jungle Boy as a name, though. Well, just in case, you never okay. know. Okay. Um, uh, um, I don't know, Lennox. This is a good one, to be honest. It, yeah, I mean, I, I can see the possibility, but honestly, Jungle Boy MJF, not really feeling that potential. <laughs> but MJF has a way of making talent great. So that's very true. So, and like I said, I'm enjoying this weird storyline. I forget who it was, but there was a commentator who basically said, basically AEW is pretty much like. Every, every storyline basically is like, you're not my friend. You're my friend. you're, And I'm sitting there going, yeah, every goddamn wrestling promotion, that is it. Every wrestling promotion is like freaking high school. Exactly. In the end, every argument is basically a high school level conversation. You're sitting there going, this. if this was in the real world, you'd be going, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You put a <laughs> wrestling umbrella over, you're going, ooh. Like, even if you go back down, if you go down to the mean, like, you don't use mean girls. Like I don't use I use WWE. The bloodline is basically heathers. I don't care. What you're <laughs> bloodline, is basically heathers. What? Say whatever what? you want. What? It's a high school dr- wrestling. Is a high school drama. Get mad if you want, but it is. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, I love it. In the end, basically, every storyline basically breaks down to some kind, something you've seen in a high school rom-com oh, or high school yeah. story. That's so. pretty much what it is. <laughs> and I'm thinking, we ain't mad at that. That is perfectly fine. What do you mean, Eric? it's like, who are my best friends with? You're my best friend. That is literally the basis of every single wrestler storyline. You hurt my best friend. I'm going to have to beat you up now. <laughs> So and I mean, so it's kind of a it's kind of a like it's kind of a one dimensional take on it. No offense. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, I feel like, yeah, it is. But what sells it is the storyline don't need storyline doesn't need to be Shakespeare. I mean, look at Tony Storm. Her. It's like it's not exactly the most complicated storyline. She's just a whack job who thinks she's still in Hollywood. That's her basic stick. The problem is, is we all in on it. And I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> Not the takeaway I was going for, Brian, but thank <laughs> you. Oh, that's why I love Brian. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Not the take I was going for. But yeah. So like Tony Storm is basically just that whack job. Or um, who else we got? Or 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 Julia Hart is basically that emo goth kid who pretty much just shows up at school and just beats up people. i'm not not mad at that that is great i mean i don't know where the black mist comes from in the emo world but that's where it's there so but basically in the end yeah these storylines are high school simple in a sense of they're not like overly complicated like it's not like some like da vinci-esque code that we're looking for we're looking for characters that can sell these storylines that we get invested in i mean yeah on on the on, like on, we get every so often we get a small kernel of greatness from like someone who does a great storyline, but those are rare. But what we're looking for is just great characters to pull it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that.
1: <laughs> I know that. You you got to, you can't argue with me, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear this is like some Night of Two One Oh fucking point to the, the grassy fucking point. Like that's exactly. <laughs>
1: thinking about when Drake got shot in the back. Just like, it, just like MJF right now who's worried about it. I oh, love what Brian just said. I
0: love it. Norman Desmond
1: Thank, from you. Right to-
0: <laughs> I thank you. I guess thank you. Fucking Brian.
1: Like I said, sir. Like it. I said, um I thought it was an interesting I mean I understand where the idea comes from because I yeah. know the problem is there's a bias there. It's like, oh, look, they're just putting their friends on. But yeah, but that's... I mean, wrestling's been like hey, that. I mean, hey, wrestling's been like that ever. forever. Like, honestly, it, it really <laughs> is about who you know, who you trust, who has a good name. <laughs> that's true. And you'd rather wrestle somebody with a good name than... than I mean, we've, we've seen what happened when there's a wrestler who pretty much is, like, oh, so trash. She and... Remember, like, what's her name? Who ended up breaking somebody's arm doing a match in AAA? Oh, uh, I you know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, like sexy right. star, sexy
1: yeah, star. Yeah, and honestly, she can't you she will never, I mean, never because never. Of her, I get her wrestle on the main on a, on a bigger stage than she was back in the day.
0: Oh no, hmm. no, that's why she's doing more. I think she's doing shit, not even MMA. She's
1: even doing because no no no, she's doing she is doing she's she is back in wrestling, but she's doing some really small yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Yes. Thanks. Brian, Brian. That's right she is. Thanks a sexy star. Like honestly, she's still back in wrestling, but she's doing really small, like gym Indies,
0: shows. just more indie shows yeah, know,
1: and like you know? indie shows where they don't know what they're they're looking past what she does, even though I think She's like, Oh, I thought fu- I fucked up, yeah. You did, like, yeah,
0: you did. Yeah, you did. Nobody's <laughs> on,
1: like, Yeah, AEW and WWE ain't calling you anytime soon,
0: they're not calling her at all anytime soon. I'll tell you that, hell no, gonna call her.
1: so but yeah, so yeah, they're definitely gonna pick someone who they know because, it's like, it's like, are you gonna work with somebody who's untested? No, you want somebody who you can bring in, which goes back to uh, oh, wait, we haven't gotten to that, wait we, we, we haven't talked about the the, ram- the main case. event. The, but we we'll yet. get there.
0: But my mm-hmm. last thoughts on this one though. Um, if I'll... okay, if Cole is out for a cool minute, though, mm-hmm. right? And now they're bringing a Hangman in this picture. I wouldn't mind if it is, to be honest. Because here's the thing. The younger Bucks could help be the one helping helping Hangman with this one. They can yeah, be yeah, yeah, this could be something, you know, because they could say, "We're the EVPS. We've been looking for a champion like better than Kenny. Let him go heel. They could turn this to a fucking heel. Like, oh yeah, we want to make Hangman turn Hangman a heel, and do the hell with it. And just go with it. And then let's say they they got fed up with MJF's nonsense, and this is mm-hmm. they just wanted to get rid of the the, court, the top guy mm-hmm. and put one of on their own. They could do that, you know, or they can even include Kota Ibushi in this case as well." You know, make him as a heel and have him. You know, can it be the only one? Be like, what the fuck's going on, guys? Like, it's and it just cause that to be chaos. That could be that case too.
1: I'm not even gonna lie to you. The moment you said Kota Ibushi as a heel, I I laughed on the inside so hard but
0: hey will be amazing though hey it would be fucking amazing to see it, that
1: it would be has to be dark kota abushi a fucking <laughs> like sky, like sky
0: blue pretty much with like a dark kota Ibushi. Yeah. like pentagon like pentagon fucking you know like it's, dark it's, pentagon but exactly dark because, Dye hair I, black and just put your tire all black and that's it you
1: just cuz <laughs> hangman and kota kind of fall in the category of wrestlers so beloved yeah. no matter how hard they try to be mean no one cares because, like, oh, I just love him. It's kind of like when Rob Van Dam tried to go heel, and they were just like, uh, stop playing. <laughs> it's Rob Van Dam. He's just getting high in the back. Oh my
0: god, if it's Rob Van Dam, I'll be like, What? It can't be Rob
1: Van Dam man. Rob Van Dam is fun to listen to in on a one-man show. I oh, listened- yes. when yes. I when I'm when I'm depressed, I literally listen to his shows on YouTube. <laughs> That's a free promo. Rob, hook me up.
0: That's right, Rob and then you gotta hook them up. There you go.
1: Now time for the
0: main event. The one that we've been waiting to speak about. And here we go. The anticipation. Everybody was like, oh yes, for the TNT championship, Christian Cage defending the TNT versus Adam Copeland. Uh and then, of course, we got the results of that, which I'm mm-hmm. not disappointed, but of course, Christian, because Shayna came out. And I guess she got her karma because you hit my son with a cragjoto. Guess what? I'm gonna hit you now because you hit my son. Being a mommy's, you know, mom protecting your sons, and of course, and when I saw this, I'm like, oh god! I'm just like, even the crowd was like, what the fuck is this? And they mm-hmm. got me. I know it was just, this. That means the the is gonna continue, folks. It's gonna continue, so you gotta give some time. But I. I enjoyed it a little bit because I got to see the little old school, you know, I keep saying it, Adam Copeland, mm-hmm. seeing a little of course, you know, him just doing a lot of those moves that I was just like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. here we go. I was really impressed. But Pepsi Phil, were you impressed of this main event? Were you disappointed of this main event as the ending of it?
1: First of all, I love this main event, but here's the reasons why. First of all, I was surprised that this match came about so soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pay-per-view buildup not because tony did anything but because of their history with each other and their history this should be a pay-per-view match i was like oh this is early mm-hmm. when i saw the ending it made perfect sense there is no way you're going to end this storyline on an episode of dynamite it makes no sense because honestly this needs a bigger buildup than what they were, what they've done so far, because all the buildup they've had has just been tag teams, uh, basically three, a two, either a two, a two-person tag team or a six-man tag team. That is perfectly fine, honestly. I needed this to be a little bit more. Uh, I needed this to mean more, and honestly, they did the one thing I wanted. It wasn't. It our storyline. We get AEW, in my opinion, will be AEW specific. It'll be, it won't be because Edge and Christian are fighting in AEW. It'll be because Adam Copeland and the patriarch got into a beef because they have past history with each other. And then they're going to do a pay-per-view because truth be told, if that match had ended with a, either a dirty or a clean win, we would be pissed off because that is not the match we wanted from them. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a good, solid match that I enjoyed. I did it, me too. It was, it, was, it was a they like I said, you can tell they wrestled each other a whole lot because the chemistry was great. Oh yeah. oh yeah, But the thing is that I was glad that it it wasn't a one-off. Like, whoo, we did this little mini build-up, like because honestly, we would literally been complaining that there's no story behind them, other than the fact that their old WWE history is the reason they're doing an AEW match. Very
0: true.
1: So if you want, I'm, I'm glad they went for it. They want an aid of they got Nick Wayne's mom in, or as I call her Hottie McWayne, respectfully. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hottie mcwayne Hottie McWay respectfully, Respect. um, very sweet lady. Um uh, oh, and man. Nick Wayne. Um, as the as the as the link between the both of them, you have was it kill switch, kill switch. Who was brought in? Who has like who has his mixed issues with 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 the patriarch telling him to beat up a woman, and then you have Edge, who's the outsider coming in. Once again, is is honestly this is uh, remember when Christian had his faction in TNA, yes, and they were and they were beefing with I think it was Kurt Angle, um, and basically like it was him, AJ Styles, and Tom Coe versus the entire locker room. This is kind of the feeling I get from it. Like, like I said, storylines aren't that complicated. Only thing is like the characters behind the people. I like the fact that they're like, we're not doing, we're not banking on this being a WWE history match. Like we know each other because of WWE we're doing it because this is an AEW specific storyline. And that's the match you got at the end of it. It's Nick Wayne came out going, you hit my son with a concerto. I'm gonna hit you with a bell. Does that mean she's aligned with Jericho? <laughs> uh yep, <laughs> yep, that, yep. Is, that is exactly that's exactly what's gonna happen lennox i i that agree exactly what's gonna happen. Yes, so now sir. we get a so now we get a more complicated storyline of like didn't he just threaten to beat the crap out of you a while <laughs> back And you forgave him so i guess i guess love of your son um but yeah but like i said that's the reason why i was happy with the way this match right there. and honestly we got an interim match the key must keep us invested in the storyline, other than dear God, this is dragging out forever. When are these two going to fight? Kind of mentality, which you know wrestling fans would have started saying, Yeah,
0: that's very true. So,
1: um, like I said, so this and, and the key thing that we can also talk about is that Christian, as the patriarch, has made that TNT belt relevant again.
0: Well, like, at least he's doing that.
1: He's like compared yeah.
0: to other the other ones, mm-hmm. he's actually doing it, and for him to say he's the hottest, fucking, I'm with it. I don't care. I, I'm enjoying it that he's saying that. Mm-hmm. i I, I, I'm,
1: uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. Um the fact that next week Devon Eric's are showing up. I got some feelings about that one that I'm oh, concerned mm. with, Uh-oh. and I'm like for the love of God, do not let Christian next to them. Because, I mean, in the words of Kane, Christian's a jerk. Oh, I know, <laughs> and honestly, I can't handle him. for I can't handle him pulling, doing a promo on Fritz von Erich in front of the von Eric family. Although, for those who are curious, I think the reason the von Erichs are showing up is because the Iron Claw debuts in the next two weeks, or either the week before or the week after. I think so, yeah, you're right. So yeah. that's, and honestly, having the Von Eric show up, honestly, I need, the Von <laughs> X MLW is amazing. I'm sorry, fucking Brian. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the
0: stories of Dominic uh, right. child Combined with the song of me, Mrs. Jones, <laughs> Mrs. Jones.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but like I said, the pa- like I said, the patriarchy oh, and the is great. Oh my goodness! Oh. I mean, the patriarchy uh, with a with a, with 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 a woman mem with a female member, I guess now of the team is actually kind of hilarious in and of itself. So, but yeah, but like I said, Edge said it best. Christian's really underrated as a pro wrestler. I mean, he's a multi-time champion all over, and I think this AEW run should cement him as honestly deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean. Oh, yeah. Obviously, because he works for another company, they won't let him do it. But, but speaking of people who should be in the Hall of Fame, Dustin Rhodes also should be in there. But because well, I'm hearing rumors, in your well, windows? He's fighting I mean, for it for I mean, the Hall of Fame. You never yeah, know. But, I mean, they're still active for AEW. There's no way WWE is going to let that happen. Uh I mean, well, well, 20... Dustin, Dustin semi-retired, so he might get in. He might squeak in. Why?
0: Not? Uh, he
1: deserves. He it. might. Again, but Christian ain't getting in anytime soon. Not because he doesn't deserve it, but because he's an active wrestler and active storyline for AEW. And the idea of giving him a Hall of Fame induction with Edge, the guy you just released during the introduction, because he ain't going to ask for anybody else to do it. Uh,
0: I, who knows? Not Papa H is involved. We do not know. No, uh, we do not know.
1: We uh, don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. That, like hey, I said, I, he might be feeling generous. I don't know. He might be like, "This is this is the business we're in." So, yeah, you get you have a good point there. That is yeah. fast.
0: We're gonna have to wait to see how that. I works.
1: know Vince wouldn't do it, but yeah. Oh no, he'll be like, "What?"
0: <laughs> oh, no. he'll be like, no, how I wouldn't do it." Let's see who's more underrated: Christian Lance or William Regal?
1: Those are three different. I can't. I can't answer that question because that's a hard one. Because each mm. one has a different set of skill sets that made them great. And I think, like, Lance Storm, uh, the only issue Lance Storm had was he didn't really have, like, his personality outside the ring didn't match his personality inside the ring. No, and no. I think that was just bad booking. Uh mm-hmm.
0: They did right with him in WCW, though, yeah. when they had the theme of the Canadian, the, you know, him being... uh does the he then a Canadian hero and him being yeah. the heel? I enjoy, I enjoyed. I think they did the right push for him because yeah. he did that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I feel like he just needed, uh, he needed like a Heyman manager yeah, style, exactly. And, and I think it, it would have worked out for him because mm-hmm. it worked out for him in WC and ECW because yeah. that's how he got known and how we were aware of him, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because of what he's done in ECW. And we know his athletic skills are yeah. there,
1: most definitely, yeah. And, again, another smart guy in wrestling. Who, oh, fuck you, yeah. who, who you have, who, if you put him in the back office, you got no, that's a solid. That's a he should be people. in the Hall of
0: Fame, if anything. I'll put him in No,
1: no right doubt. I'll put him in the Hall of Fame, for sure. Just, William, William Regal. I mean, William Regal, I mean, he a whole different cat. Like, he a whole, he from a, he not only is he from a different generation, he like a, he's a different mindset. And I think for him, I don't know if he's underrated. I will say he is definitely underappreciated.
0: Thank I you. Think, Said I think the right in, words. I, agree. I think,
1: yeah, I think in the business people know who he is and respect the hell out of him. Oh. Outside of the ring, I think guys like us, old heads, definitely know who he is. He's not, but the problem is he's like he's he's a um, and I don't say this insultingly. He's a meat and potatoes guy. He's solid ground pounder. Put like you know he'll stomp you in the face kind of wrestler, which is like I mean that's the style I love and that's mm-hmm. what I was looking for. With mm-hmm. um, Christian, however, Christian is legit dynamic. Like, he is definitely, he's a high flyer. <laughs> he also does, he also has great ground skills. He's great hybrid moves. And honestly, him on the mic is 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 a joy. But honestly, the way he had, like, he is one of the few people that during the Attitude Era, before Kayfabe, before I, like, accepted the fact Kayfabe wasn't real, if I saw him in the street, I would swing on him. <laughs> if he was at an airport and he was in front of me and he started giving the terminal person some problems, I would swing on him. Um, like that is literally like not like this is after the tag team era, but like when he was by himself with him and his peeps, um, or, or quote unquote two-pointer. But honestly, that's what he does best. Like I think him as a heel really is underrated. Because the fact flex- he has the ability to get under your skin like um, that. It's insane. It is. It is insane. And so I think it's Brian. On to back the long story short. Too late, uh, Brian. To your point, I think they're all underrated. But I think they're. It's not most underrated. But it's like, how are they really underrated? And what do people miss about them? Um, I won't, If I had. If I had to choose, who's the most underrated? I say it was probably. It would probably be Christian. Would be the most underrated. That's but it. that's only because of the fact that. I don't think like if you go out outside of WWE TNA, you if you are not a, if you are not a, a wrestling fan, and I mean that in the mainstream versus indie fan, you would not recognize his body of work as well as you should. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one, mm-hmm.
0: but yes, Lennox, I am looking forward of you getting that build, and I hope you yeah. do, brother. That's <laughs> gonna be a great a great one. Just don't be doing this with with that TNT build walking around telling people. How's everybody's father feeling today? <laughs>
1: Let me just what? say man, hey, don't do it, like Don't do it. I can't, I can't mess with shop AEW because their belts are way too expensive.
0: Hey, but it's worth it.
1: Because I, I, I want that world title belt.
0: Oh my god. And
1: that world title belt is like it it is insane. So because oh that was the one I really wanted. It's Cause you know, I got I got champagne dreams.
0: Let's see when when the scratch so defending you, you guys said to myself, Divity fans don't mm-hmm. know who, what you're in for mm-hmm. this man. I agree with you, Brian, on that. Damn Pepsi, that's how you feel about Christian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we I mean, I don't think people understand that Christian has such a real like he did a really good job of getting under people's skin and annoying the hell out of them, especially in his TNA years when he had finally left WWE, and I was like, man, I'm swinging the hell out of um,
0: my, the, But the TNA was the one that where he really found himself, because we, yeah. we got to see the more of Christian
1: in his in-ring skills is
0: what we yeah. got to see. I remember, his, I
1: remember his debut, and I was like, that's Christian.
0: Yeah, yeah. Christian Cage, I know. <laughs>
1: Don't get me wrong, is it honestly I, now? I obviously would not swing on the man. Oh, hell, I wouldn't either. At the age of 50, the guy could still no, move. I can give him credit. But back in the day, before we had all that, before everything kind of got pulled back, even if you knew it was fake, you were sitting there going, even though you know it was storyline, you're sitting there going, yeah, but there's something in there that had to be real. So I'm gonna swing on you anyway. <laughs> I mean, it was the same thing I felt about Triple H when he was in his eel era. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, because when he, me retired, me. when he retired, when he retired, make Foley. I was hella pissed. Oh, fuck yeah, who wouldn't be pissed? I wouldn't be pissed. You see,
0: I almost wanted to smack <laughs> Owen wearing his skill work with his two slavies. People don't talk about it enough.
1: Oh man, I'm with that you. Is, that is, you. That is that is legit. Uh,
0: that, that is legit, Brian. I'm with you on that. That's for sure. Yeah, that is for sure. And speaking of for sure, even though we're <laughs> heading to that. <laughs> This is a for sure one right here, though, because the free agency is coming, folks. It's coming down next year already. I know we're I we going to touch the subject again, like towards down the line, but we're going to touch it now. Just giving our brief thoughts of it so far, because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Three of the top ones that have been named out there, that is their name is spreading around the world of professional mm-hmm. wrestling community. That is, of course, Perrazzo, Mercedes mm-hmm. Monet, and of course, Kajusuke Okada, because of course, he's just final. The contract will be up and up at, at the Rex Kingdom. That goes for Diana Parazzo as well, coming up as well for for TNA. And Mercedes, of course, who was signed, was she's mm-hmm. kind of a free agent now already. Yeah, she team. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, you know, the question is here in this free agency is where do they go or should they stay? That is the biggest question here. Should they test the market out there? Mm-hmm. And I know that Papa H is really looking at, at these three. Mm-hmm. I know mainly he's going to want, you know, Perazzo. I mean, why not bring her back and help develop the women's division? Yes, I can see that. But I'm afraid for her because I feel like you're not going to use her how they how TNA have used her or impact, you could say, basically. Back mm-hmm. to January, they'll you know, become TNA again. Mon- Monet, on the other hand, I mean, she's already been that experience. Of course, I hate to say this, but I would have to agree with P. Alvarez on this one. He did mention that, you know, Papa H did put her in the map when she, when he was in charge of NXT. Mm-hmm. Vince didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Vince didn't really book her as how we expected in the mm-hmm. main roster. Mm-hmm. But I feel that Mercedes got the experience and the, she's still getting the experience out mm-hmm. there developing other promotions. And I feel like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are looking at, oh, she could do it at AEW. Like, well, look, man, there's mm-hmm. there's there's things that you can that you cannot, but I I I don't know. I can't. She's the tough one to answer for me to give my opinion because it's cool. really de- it goes to really depend on her what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. If it was if up for me, mm-hmm. I would put Mercedes to still be a free agent and just travel anywhere you want and go mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Book yourself who, who, where people are going to want you. Mm-hmm. If it's the money that you really want, that you'll know where to go to with money mm-hmm. because the two top ones do want you do will pay you for that. That's Tony Khan and mm-hmm. that's TKO. That is depending on you where you want to book yourself and how you want to end your career, which I know obviously she's still young anyway. Her career is mm-hmm. not of yeah. that age, yeah. Either, but she has so many years to go. That she, mm-hmm. the big question is how you book her. You know that's the biggest question. Mm-hmm. Beyond on the other hand, I feel that she could be could test the free agency market to go out there and be. Get yourself known out there, of course, but you want to be known as in marketing level as well from TKO and AEW to you. I feel like they will book you, right? Uh, maybe I feel that in, in WWE, I think they would more than AEW. Because
1: mm-hmm. so I think okay.
0: they'll just have her more here and there, and then that's it. Like, okay, what the hell you do with her more now? Come on, you got to start using her. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they'll put her ass in Ring of Honor. Like, here, start a feuding with Athena and Billy stars Go up there. That's where I'm like, no, you gotta put her in AEW. That's what I'm afraid of. Okay. So Okada, on the other hand, which is the main guy that everybody wants to, hey, you know, the WWE has WWE. Look, they both have the advantage because you got Kenny Omega and you got Shinsuke Nakamura, who could talk to these to this man and tell him, hey, you should come over here, come test it out. <laughs> hey, that's a tough one. I think uh, for me, I think at the end. I feel like Okada's going to end up staying. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he's going to resign when he's Japan. And I guarantee you, they're going to start. Gato's and I end up sending him here, man. Just be the head booker. I- I'm not going to be no more. You take over. I wouldn't be surprised if that fucking happens.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: But, you know, and plus, Okada won't come. Like, the, uh, just like the World Osprey condition, Okada won't fucking move to the U.S. Mm-hmm. He'll make sure that, man, if you want me here, you better fucking. You better let me be still live in Japan because keep it in mind that my wife is an actress and she gets paid good money. Mm-hmm. So but as she just had a of course not that long ago, but a still, you know, newborn that is not mm-hmm. even a year old yet. But still, you think Okada wants to fucking live in the United States, move his wife over here? I don't think he wants to do that. Mm-hmm. He wants to stay in Japan. Just like a wasper staying in UK. He's not moving to he didn't move to Japan or he didn't move here to the States. So this is a tough one out here, man. I don't know how you feel, Pepsi feels. I mean, this, by far, would you feel? But I, I know down the line, brother, we're gonna talk about it later on. You know, but
1: so, so bro, what do you feel now? This is my, this is my uninspired and literally uninformed position about this
0: A prediction.
1: So, yeah. I think Diana Perazzo has some, by heart, still got some hurt feelings over WWE release because mm-hmm. the way they released her and why they released her and the message they sent to her, I think, still sticks in the back of her mind. I see her going to AEW as an AEW ROH hybrid signing. Um, Monet, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what she says. Like you said, Triple H put her on the map. Literally, when she won the when she won the title, mm-hmm. the first person who called her was Triple H. Yes. If that's not a sign of thirsty, I don't, if that's a literally sign of you <laughs> up girl right there. He literally still wants he wants her back. I oh, think yeah, yeah. I think he's probably gonna bring her back specifically, and I don't think it's gonna be a hard sell. I think she's created a new persona that she has right now that they can definitely work with. Yep, Okada, and this is gonna be a rough take. I think if he decides to leave New Japan. Which I agree with you, I don't think he will. His family's there and they're locked in. And his wife, she making she make she making Scarlett Johansson money. Oh fuck, yeah, she is. So if he decides to leave, he is going to the WWE, and half the NXT roster will get released by how much money they give this man. Like literally everybody, like the releases that come after you sign Mercedes and Okada. Will be insane. I mean, I it's gonna be on beyond back office. It's like literally half the NXT roster is gonna disappear because Okada to move Okada here, the amount of money you will need to bring this man over, like, like this ain't like, this ain't Shinsuke who pretty much was towards the end of his run at New Japan and look, was looking for a change. Okada is at the height of his game. That's true. Literally, even people who don't know wrestling and only focus on WWE know who this man is. Oh yeah, that is a that uh, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but yeah. But for the most part, this man is known throughout the world. Literally, I mean, say what you will. So the amount of money will literally cause them to release some people because of that. But like I said, that's my picks. I think if he goes anywhere, I don't think he goes to AEW. I don't. AEW can't afford him. And I don't think AEW could literally handle what they would have with him. The only reason, and this is a, a side note, the only reason he would go to AEW is they would let him live in Japan. That's the only thing I would say, too. That's the only that reason only they would go to AEW because that way he can keep his foot in both worlds.
0: And let's see, and yes, Lennox, yeah, he exactly is be right.
1: that is exactly that's exactly. And like you said, Gato ain't Gato's not insane.
0: No, and not, not even Bushida board will be insane to let him go because they're gonna sure. lose that asset. They will be like, oh fuck, yeah, you're gonna lose that. You King. lost already, you lost Jay White, you lost you lost Kenny Omega. Yeah, now you now you lost Well Osprey. But and keep so my, what else do you have?
1: But keep in mind, it wasn't just remember, it wasn't Jay White and no, Osprey, it was it was Jay White. Think about it, it, it goes all the way back to AJ, oh, the man. OC. Yeah, like they they literally lost half of the bullet club, Finn Balor as well. Finn man. Balor, all of them yeah. to WWE. And okay. right now they're worried that, and they just lost Jay White. They just lost Kenny, and they just lost Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just in that hand. That's about five to six people right there. They lost. Yeah, and those and those are those are already Americans who have pretty much literally left America to do Japan. Right now, you got Okada. To Brian's point, your franchise. So what's
0: going on? You know what that pros. does?
1: Yeah. Do you know what that does to a company when your franchise oh, goes someplace? He's going to
0: come back, folks. There you go there you go.
1: You're back. Okay. Oh, am I back? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, anyway, you know what it does to a franchise, a promotion when your franchise player leaves to go to another promotion? Mm-hmm. He takes everybody who loved him in your promotion with him. So, so yeah, they, they're not, like I said, they, they were okay when it was the O.C., A.J., Finn, and Jay White, and Will Ospreay. But this is Japan's own. Yeah, I and agree.
0: yeah, and like I mentioned, Brian has a good point. And like, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I don't that's why I mentioned earlier, Brian. Like, why well, I don't think you know Bushida and Gator will have the balls to let this guy walk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they'll give him the time that he needs. Those they'll, they'll settle for whatever he's asking for. I'll tell you that.
1: Remember, remember that remember the whole boondoggle when they lost Koda Bushi mm-hmm. and what happened with him leaving? Mm-hmm. Like that was a hot that was a hot mess. And now, I don't yeah. care what I don't care what he put on. I don't care what he put on social media. It was probably a whole lot worse than what he put on social media.
0: Oh fuck yeah, I totally agree. So I absolutely. Agree so with they
1: that. can't handle that kind. They can't handle another black guy like losing, uh, losing, losing Okada. No, like Abushi was kind of like he was a main eventer, but he wasn't, you know, respectfully. He was not Okada level. Like he was not what they refer to as the pillar of New Japan Pro Wrestling, like Okada is. Very I good. mean, Kota Bushi could be. He would have been if he stayed. Um, that I have no doubt of. But Okada, Pillar, legit. I know we throw Pillar around a lot.
0: but Yeah, I know. But, hey, yeah. but it's true, though. I mean, it's no yeah. denial. It's very true. So, I mean, they have to do whatever they can to keep them. So, I think yeah. he's going to the end of staying.
1: Yeah, truth be told, though, I love Deonna Purrazzo. I have always loved her. Um, seeing her in AEW slash ROH. I think would be a massive, great push for her. She's got a she's she she was she's lovely to watch, in the sense of her ring work is insane. Oh yeah, that kid yeah. can go. Like I mean, mm-hmm. so watching her pretty much go against someone like say, see going against Britt Baker would be it's a dream match for me. Oh yeah. So Hell seeing yeah. that, so yeah, so on any stage she gets as big, like TNA was a good stage for her, but I'll say it, she outgrew TNA. She did already. I think uh, for me, I feel like she did already what she did accomplish everything in TNA.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything left for her there for her yeah. to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was
0: kind of like a Hamiky James, you know, when she accomplished everything and then she went to you know.
1: And that's and, not a, and that's not a slight towards TNA. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, Impact. They haven't turned TNA yet. Impact.
0: Impact. Yeah. There you
1: go. Like, but, I, <laughs> but yeah, but Deanna Peraza, I think she's a heavy. She's she's definitely reached that mainstream. Put her on television, phase. Of her of her career right now yeah. i think wwe screwed up when they let her go they screwed up with her booking they apparently had a problem i don't know i'm still not sure exactly what the problem with her was other than they would just make vince was just making cuts at the time
0: i think Vince was making the cuts i think papa h would probably do something different and i think he'll book her differently and like
1: yeah.
0: kind of like the Akala situation is like he, you he have chelsea greater who's over there and you have Pretty Baker over there because of your BFFs, right there. It's your V, the VXT, right there. Well, yeah. they were supposed to be back in the you know when, before they got yeah. The rhythm, and so.
1: I, am not gonna lie to you? I like this new Chelsea Green. I like the Chelsea Green gimmick. I as much as people hate it, but I do love it too, and I'm with. Uh, you. Yeah, I mean she she's playing up the character, and honestly, it's a weird good foil for Matt, like Matt Cardona. Yeah, like even though they don't like showing the same match together, they don't actually like tech that much. The mm-hmm. fact that he had the audacity to call himself one half of one half of the WWE tag team champions. And <laughs> for you, you <laughs> math fans, that's a quarter of the tag team championship. Yeah, that's exactly. So, so yeah. So, like, they play off each other well. And I think Chelsea's another one who surprised the hell out of me. Oh, but, but yeah, but like I said, I, Deanna Perazzo is, I mean, like I said, I have always thought she was amazing. And I can't wait to see where she goes next. If she stays on the indies, she's gonna be great. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be mad if she showed up at star though. That's me neither. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't mind if she goes to Japan
0: and try it out there and stardom. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Mercedes could do that, if why mm-hmm. the hell that she can not either? it's like put yourself out there again, you know, experience <laughs> that different type of style, you mm-hmm. know, like it, we know where Tony Storm came from, you know. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of the talent coming from there, you know, coming from Japan and come bringing what they brought, you know, like come on, Io Sky, Asuka, Ky- Kyrie Singh. We could, mm-hmm. you know, like we could go on and on. Like, who else? I mean, I'm and, trying to and, think of Blair you see, da- Blair Davenport. There he goes. Yeah, another one, you know, think just, about it.
1: She already has a strong style movement, strong yeah. style moveset already. So yeah. she. She would fit in well there. And the thing about Sasha that I love is she didn't reinvent herself. She just improved the boss character. Thank you. She literally improved the boss character to the point where, like, she didn't go away from the WWE like most people does. Um, But what she ended up doing, and Edge did this too to an extent, where he, he kept the Rated R part. I'm sorry, Adam um
0: <laughs> yeah no it's so hard to call him like,
1: adam 20 like, <laughs> years i'd have called the man edge leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> but all she did was like she added a new dynamic look to the boss character and honestly to this day i'm still pissed at myself that i thought that was her real hair the first time she showed up oh no that's not, that was not but yeah rare, no, but like rare, she's yeah. like i said she like i think right now like you said papa h probably knows oh this, oh she, this wrestler took something she built in WWE, made it better, put it on an international stage, became an international superstar. You would have to be completely a knothead not to go, we need to bring this kid back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I,
0: I'm with you on that.
1: So, but again, bringing her back, I mean, I don't think it's a hard sell. I think with her, and Ulu, it would just be money and a promise not to screw her over again like they did the last time.
0: Yeah. And I think this time with Vince not being a part of that, then mm-hmm. she'll bet definitely be like, hell yeah, I want to come.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: then, then we could have one thing that Tony Khan would not be able to do. And that is, have, you know, people have been talked about it last year and talked about it within this year. We'll see probably, maybe if they bring her back, we might see Monet and Jade Carville at a point and yeah. the WWE mm-hmm. So that's, there's a lot of things that they could do.
1: I mean, that, yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. And speaking of impact, they're going to have an event coming up this Saturday, of course, along alongside with NXT, and that is Resolution, Final Resolution. Impact, of course. You, there's a card right there. You have Moose versus Rhino. Of course, you're going to have Tommy Dreamer versus, of course, uh, Cody Deaner. Mm-hmm. They're going to have ABC and Brian and versus Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards. The Shelton. D- Shelton Jean versus Frank Kazarian, Mike Speedball, Mike Bailey versus Tremi Goach. I'm looking forward to seeing that match. That's mm-hmm. a one. And I guess the Fatal Four way for the Knockouts Championship. Trinity, Jordan Grace, Diana Perazzo, and Giselle Shaw. And mm-hmm. of course, you're gonna have Jake something versus Jason Hodge. And you're gonna have the course motor city machine guns versus Josh Alexander and Zach Sabre Jr. That is this Saturday, of course.
1: So here's- have- Oh, Here's the thing about impact that I love. Mm-hmm. If you've never watched a regular taping of the show mm-hmm. and just go to pay-per-view, it's still the most amazing thing you'll ever see. Oh like hell yeah. It yeah. is now, I mean, it's and for me, it's hard to catch the regular taping just because again, they don't really have great television packages. Not because they don't have a TV, it's just they don't have a contract. But every time, every every single time. I got their. I get their pay per view. They do a good package that warms you up to the entire storyline. And I kid you not, I walk I, I I turn off that show exhausted. There is never a point where that, there is a slow segment in TNA. I'm sorry. There is it. It's not going to be TNA anyways. It is always masterful matches. Like it is great to see him, and truth be told, if and you know, if Tony doesn't get the ROH, the, the CW spot, um, I would not be upset if it went to TNA Impact,
0: which I was gonna say that could fucking call that mm-hmm. I would have been upset either. I mean, if Anthem could get that going for Impact, I mm-hmm. guarantee we're gonna see more talent going over there. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? Let's go and let's go to Impact, and then you know, I play, and, yeah.
1: And if we get Mike, if we get more speedball, Mike Bailey, I ain't gonna be mad at that either. Oh no,
0: hell, I'm not upset at that. I mean, got to see yeah. him in person, and the guy is fantastic, and got to meet him, and it was very, very fantastic. So,
1: hey, honestly, yeah. see it, him and Will Ospreay, legit clinic. Oh,
0: that was a yeah. fucking match of the year, man. That's yeah, gonna be the tough one on that one. Honestly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good matches happened this year.
1: So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Impact has always been solid. Like, I mean, it's weirdly enough. Despite their rise and fall, as everyone says, they have never lacked for talent. They have never no never that. And I'm, like said, I'm just really excited for this match. For this, for like, I, I just get really excited for all their pay per views. So, and I was, and I'm always glad to get a look at it. So, I'm gonna have. It's like I said. So, I'm really excited for this. Um, and like I said, I will say the one I am most excited for is probably Frankie Kazarian because I've always had a. I've always been a fan of Frankie Kazarian's. Me too. Um, he's always been he's always held a special place going back to the very beginning during the X Division. Um uh, good to see Tommy Dreamer back. Um glad that uh glad that he pre you know he had fell off a little bit. Um but yeah, but even like Jake something who honestly I've only seen him a couple of times. I seen him. He's very underrated. People don't give him credit where yeah, credit is exactly, due. Yeah, the guy is good. The guy I, is really talented. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he does. Even, you know, fire leading. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like that would that would that would literally cement their eighteen to forty demographic. Like, I'm sorry, yeah, and, yeah, it's eighteen to forty demographics, pretty much. Yeah, that is. that would pretty much go. They get the NFL, ACC, college, and now impact. That would pretty much go. You literally would not need to leave the CW for your sports needs. Yeah,
0: I I'm it, with you, Brian. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. And now it's time for the predictions. Yes. (laughs) The predictions for, of course, coming up after, I believe. I don't know if it's going around the same time. I don't think they do. Let me double check. Do they go around the same time? Oh, fuck, they do. Son of a bitch. They're going to be at the same time, unfortunately. Because this is going to be uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, so 5 o'clock course. And right here it's going to be Mm – And, of course, uh, Impact starts at 7.30 Eastern, Mm -hmm. so this is about the same time, 4.30 Pacific. Chase is wide then, but – I don't mind watching both. I'll have two beasts, two threes watching both because I'll be enjoying Saturday, enjoying mm-hmm. the rest of, the rest of the game. And Wonderful. British just for NXT. That wonderful. Is. That's right. It is wonderful. I hear it. Man, why do we got a pre opening? You know, of course, the pre opening match, You know, the pre show, Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. We got that. So that's going to happen. But we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about the main card, folks. That's what we're going to talk about. So, you know what? We're. It, I don't say it's, it's our order, but we're just gonna go with it because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, might as well. And I think the I think the first one's gonna start off is gonna be the women's one. I feel like we're gonna have this fatal Iron Survivor Challenge of women for the number one contendership for the NXT Women's Championship. Of course, you know Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legends, who body slam fucking what's his face? By the way, I just saw that. Yeah, so, yeah, that woman yeah. is that Blair that reporter, of course, Kalani Jordan and Fallen Henley. Pepsi Phil, who do you got winning this number one contendership iron survivor challenge? Who do you got, brother? It'll
1: come down to Lashley and Stratton. I'm not Lashley. I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, um, hey, it's like Lashley. It'll, it'll, come, it'll come
1: it'll come down to both of them too and Stratton. I think it'll come down to those two. And I think, unfortunately. Not that I don't like her, but I think because I actually, after I saw that slam on um that's that slam she did on um, what was it um on what, hell, what is his name I'm drawing a blank right now I'm sorry um, Otis. on that. Otis that was an um, that was a solid that was some solid strength right there I think she should go but honestly I don't think it'll be Tiffany Stratton who wins this outright um, she's got she's the new fire play she's the new fire character. She's got, I I, I mean, the the kid is legitimately way talented. Dare I say she's like, she does have shades of a more athletic Charlotte, Um, which I know people don't like using that comparison. Um, I know she doesn't, but she is ridiculously talented, and I think her going for the women's title is probably the next line, next thing in line for her.
0: Yeah. I'm so like I'm thinking gonna... her I'm
1: thinking I'm thinking Lash however she needs a I, – I, I, I want her to have a push. I want her to have at least uh, a contender push. I uh, was after this cuz honestly she's got great charisma. She's got great moves and honestly she I mean they're all great but watching her go is it's fun. Like she she gives me a thing I love most about wrestling. Like, Ooh. And honestly, the sheer excitement she got when she body slammed Otis is hilarious. Because even though it's a work, Otis like, was like, Otis looked surprised she got him up. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And that she, woman
0: is strong. I'm it like, wasn't yeah, a body slam. Know. It was
1: a scoop slam. Like, yes.
0: That was more of a scoop girl, slam. It was, it, was a
1: great, it was a great work. So, yeah. so like, But I think it will come down to those two.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, you know, she's a former WNBA player. Yeah. That's another I mean, thing, too. Yeah. It's like, man, this woman developed very good. And yeah. her being like one of the picks for, you know, NIL mm-hmm. is really, really good. And I'm happy that she is where she's at. So I'm really happy for her. I mean, this was a tough one, man. I don't know. If, for me, I I, I think Tiffany's going to win it. But I would still wouldn't mind seeing Blair Davenport because I've always been a big fan big family oh, yeah. I that's the reason why but I mean all these five women have all the potential I just for me I feel like I feel like it's between if I was to pick one only I feel be in my heart I wish it could be you know oh my heart right here mm-hmm. what blair that important in my mind I think is gonna be Tiffany strike that's what for me that's what I think I don't know what you feel to say but yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean, it's like I said, and, uh, and no matter who they pick in this crew, it's literally going to probably be a good call. So,
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good call. And I think
1: Because, uh, again, Shawn Michaels is doing wonders down there.
0: Yes. And I know that I kind of missed out exactly what the media called today, but I know I heard a couple of comments of it that I saw earlier on social media. Like, you know, he gives everybody diversity. He's just giving diversity mm-hmm. and giving the best that he can for a two-hour show. Yeah, and you know he can't give it all at once. He give, gives it he's pretty much saying that he's given the opportunity for everybody to put up what they need to put up, and the stories that are being told and being developed are given the two hour time frame, and he uses you know whatever he feels that is right that needs to be put on national television. And I agree with uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is doing what Papa H left off, in my opinion, and I think he's doing great. I and I think he's he I don't think he slipped on it. I think he's still gonna continue it. And down the line we're gonna see William Regal get involved because becoming mm-hmm. January, we can see him on television. Don't be surprised we're gonna see William already getting involved behind the scenes already as so we speak. Mm-hmm. But on television, don't be surprised we see him back as a GM. I wouldn't be surprised. That's just me saying
1: I mean, truth be told, that would be really nice, but I'm not gonna lie to you. He didn't yeah, know. <laughs> seeing no well, one, no, seeing him in the back office is where he really thrived. Yeah, like his big thing was people would come to him. I mean, he filled the slot Dusty left when he passed away. Yes, he was like he was. He, I mean, he was old school, but he honestly knew how to actually get draw that talent. out. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sean knows how to do it too. He's smart, but I think Sean's restricted to the point where he can only work with the talent at hand. Which again, I don't know how to. I don't know how the PWC works, but I kind of feel like if you're already on television, and you're making strides. You're definitely gonna get a lot of a shot like Shawn Michaels and the guy's attention. Rego strikes me as the guy who people go to. Goes, I'm not there yet. How do I get to that level? Conversation mm-hmm. with that, and then because kind of like what he did for Daniel Bryan when he first started. Because to this day, I don't. I don't think I posted it, but the fact that I have found a link with him. And Brian wrestled. I think it was. I don't. It wasn't Regal's last match, but I think it it may have been. But if they were in England, and Regal comes out, and they have a legit twenty. Was I think it's twenty minutes. Twenty minutes of some of the best wrestling and Mm -hmm. chain wrestling I have seen in a long time. And this is when Brian first had the Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. So I think I think maybe we do get some Regal in front. I do think Triple H next war games. We'll let Regal yell it this time around. Um, but I think he's going to be like, he's going to be a trainer slash back room guy. I mean, that was what triple H had him before as, as before. And let's face it, man. When we talked about that, that respect, the fact that he could leave AEW before his contract was over and start a new gig before his is quote unquote, non-compete clause kicked in
0: mm-hmm. on
1: both sides says wonders for that man and pretty much anything he could probably get done so i'm like i said i'm pretty stoked to see what they do in the end
0: absolutely looking forward for that
1: and i feel like they're gonna start
0: the second match for this one because it's gonna kind of start develop the story mm-hmm. <laughs> which for me i'm like when i saw that clip on on nxt when i saw how they showed how you know you know uh carmelo was there i guess they, i guess they went in the performance center And you see Carmelo on his phone, you Mm -hmm. see you know Trick Williams talking to him, and then you see then him leaving, and then in the outside, you see Lexus King out there. I'm gonna call him Brian Pillman Jr. I don't give a damn. I know he's Lexus King. (laughs) I don't give a damn. He is Brian Pillman to me junior, regardless. And it's like it's just seeing him out there, and it's like it gives you a suspicion. And then I guess now this became official now the matchup because of that happening got Trick Williams still questioning so what the fuck really happened what i think we're gonna find out a deadline this saturday what's gonna happen in this one i think we're definitely gonna find out and then i can't wait i feel like this is gonna be the second opening in my opinion mm-hmm. why because i you don't want to mix it in between this and the main event or even the co-main event on this case there's a lot of great matches here on, on this card but i this one's a tough one i as but i have a feeling lexus king is gonna win this one and I think we're going to get our our the, our conclusion of this story that we've been dying to know what the fuck's going on with this one because it's – who's the heel here? Who's turning on who? You know, that is like I feel it's going to get people wondering and then it's going to get people hype up to uh, continue to watch, of course, this event. So, I don't know, Pepsi, do you feel like we might the conclusion here? What's going to ha- – you know, the outcome of this story? Or do you feel like this is going to continue and it's going to end up a new no contest <laughs> or – you feel like maybe Trick Williams might cause the fucking match to Carmelo Hayes and Lexus King win out of nowhere, but I feel like this is gonna be a good match though. I'm looking forward, I'm excited to be honest. Finally, I'm gonna see Brian th- Pedman Jr. in the ring. That's what I'm really yeah, eager.
1: I don't think this is the end. I think this is leading to a triple threat match. Ah, I think it's leading to a triple threat match. I do like what they. I do like the new look for BPJ. <laughs> um that's that's his name i don't care what anyone says Steven, <laughs> exactly but truth be told i mean honestly this is this is this is his dads psycho persona um respectfully uh no offense
0: respectfully
1: no offense to him i think Carmelo, carmelo you can't go anywhere but up and truth be told i think he loses and i think this is what pushes him to go to the main roster cause uh-huh. Carmelo has done enough for NXT. Unless they ha- unless they have other plans that we don't know about. Carmelo pretty much has done anything and once again I think this goes back to where they fucked up with Swerve and no offense to Carmelo he's not Swerve but honestly I don't think they want to have a chance where Carmelo gets so gets so gets so bored it's like let me go. Y'all not doing anything with me. Let me go. Carmelo is—I don't care what anyone says. Carmelo, and in my head, he joins the street profits of Bobby Lashley. Ooh, like honestly, they like doing, that. They keep talking about a fourth member, having him introducing him through them. I mean, eventually he'll break away and you know do what Carmelo does. But mm-hmm. introducing him with that group, man, you can't hag for a better introduction than that. At least I can't. I mean, Triple They made some better ideas, but truth be told, I think we. I think this is a, This leads to a triple threat match. Long run, uh, it gets it gets interfered with. Carmelo loses, ends up going out and showing up on the main roster with, on, in some manner. But again, that's a that's a that's assumption. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't know if that's wishful thinking or good booking. Either way, I want to see it.
0: <laughs> uh, ah. <yeah. laughs> absolutely with you on that one all right and then of course we got another men's iron survivor challenge here to determine number one contender for the nxt championship of course you know Dijak, trick williams josh briggs braun breaker and tyler bait oh man this is gonna be a classic and i'm excited um i'm really the you know falling for briggs he's I'm like, all right okay let me see what briggs is all about he's getting there I'm still – I feel like he needs more time, in my opinion. But, I mean, teach his own. That's for me. But I feel this is going to be a good one. Dijak, I think, is already there. I think for me, if it was up to me, honestly, I'd rather have DiJack win this one. Mm-hmm. As much, I love you, Bateman, because I fucking love up in that classic, you know, NXT UK. But I think DiJack has really reinvented himself ever since he went back to NXT. And mm-hmm. he made him fuck himself very well. Mm-hmm. That match, what was it? I think it was last year. Yeah, where he had—I well, forgot who he fought last year. It was like for me, like oh my god, like, where he broke his finger. I don't even remember. Like he, I think he just located his finger. i, I don't know who was a fucking fought. I think it was Off that mm-hmm. he fought. It was. It was Dragonov. So I feel like would have been. I wouldn't mind seeing that rematch for this this time, you know. But we'll get to the main it. But I wouldn't mind seeing that. I, I feel like Dijak deserves to win this one. I think it's about it's his turn now. The crowd has been behind him, and I, I'm i behind this guy. Braun, for me, has, is losing that touch. I don't know what the hell they're doing with him, unless he's going to be called to the main roster. I just don't know. I don't think he's ready yet, in my opinion, but that's another story for a different time. Uh, Trick Williams will shock me, but I think – that's why I think the other match is going to be first before Trick wins this match. I think Car- that's what I think. All these two matches will determine the water, how everything's going to happen in that story. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one, I am loving this. I'm excited for it. I choose Dijak to win this one unexpectedly. And everybody like, oh, Dijak won. Hell yeah. I will go with my egg shit if he wins this one. So I think I, I picked Dijak here, I don't know. Who do you got?
1: I got Dijak winning. Yes. But yes, the is. only reason I have Dijak winning, because normally it would be, I think you're right, Braun has kind of ran its course. Mm-hmm. And unless they have an idea of changing his gimmick right now, mm-hmm. which honestly there's no reason to, I think you're right. I think they're, I'm not, I know you say he's not really ready. I mean, truth be told, no one is ready for the main roster. That's true. Like he went he to sink or swim. But the good news is, and I'm going to say this, I say throw him up in the main roster, see how he does. But thankfully, Triple H has a tunnel that basically, if you're not doing well on the main roster, you can go back to NXT, and it's and it's not really a demotion. That's true. Um, so I mean, I think because like remember they sent like they sent Dolph Ziggler back there, and he had a great run before he left. or left uh, I mean, got let go. Um, Braun, Baron Col- Baron Coburn Coburn.
0: <laughs> Baron Corbin, Corbin no, well, don't Baron, worry, it happened before.
1: <laughs> yeah, Barrett Corbin, who honestly was floundering. Well, respectfully, not really. Respectfully. Not, respectfully, not getting, not getting, not being put in a position to really get opportunities that he needed. Um, I mean, my opinion, but he went back to NXT, and honestly, that was Baron. That was Baron Corbin from back in the day.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think, yeah, <clears throat> I think I check wins this one. I think Braun ends up going to the main roster. Um, and then we get to see how it happens. Like I think, and in the end, we got new talent on the main roster. I mean, he'll probably end up on raw because that's where they put you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to see how it goes. I mean, the thing about the NXT roster and NXT matches is, is almost all of them almost you can almost it's like impact for the NXT reminds me of Impact. They're almost always guaranteed to be banger matches. No matter what it is, what it does, you're going. I haven't watched wrestling before. And if you if you're a person who took a break from wrestling and you go to an NXT pay-per-view or in this case, premier live event through Peacock for $9.99, <laughs> $9. you owe me money, H. <laughs> <laughs> um, for you only know, for, <laughs> for $9.99. It's the first time you open you're sitting there going, This is some amazing matches. So I got like if I'm going to introduce someone to wrestling and they're going. In my head, they're going through NXT, mm. so they ain't got to go through three hours of Raw, and they ain't got to go through some weird like talk segments through SmackDown. So yeah. NXT's the one I want because you gonna get some some prime wrestling, and if it's a PSA, if it's a pay per view, even better. Well, live event because like technically they don't really have pay per views anymore because they're on Peacock. So.
0: PLE, I guess how they say it, right? That's just pretty much what it is.
1: so technically by definition they're not pay-per-views anymore.
0: I still call it pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, we got another women's matchup here as well. Mm. Since we saw uh what's her face coming out of the office of I believe it's Shawn Michaels, right? And then calling it, oh yeah, well they we got tired of these two going at it everywhere. So I told them to lock them up and now they're gonna be in a steel cage match. And that is of course Roxanne. Perez, Perez, how they say it in English. There's this uh, <laughs> Kiana James. <laughs>
1: Put that flavor on before for everybody in the class. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, man. I had to.
0: <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a tough. I, I like the feud that these two women are having. I like Kiana's push. Mm-hmm. Uh and I feel like with Roxanne, you know, what she's doing is good. I feel, I feel that like she's improving a lot. <laughs> Character wise, I feel like if I've because we never got to see that mm-hmm. her days in Ring of Honor mm-hmm. or her days in any other independent you know promotion. And I think this one took a lot of what they're giving her. And she's learning and acknowledging that. And seeing the story, how her and Keanu has been developing, I'm I've been I'm intrigued. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this is gonna end up being. I think this is gonna be a good match. I liked how Roxanne you know that important was, but this is gonna be another one too. Kiana is mm-hmm. another future star in his women's you know women's division in NXT. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough one for me to who's gonna win this one. Ah man, but of oh, here,
1: course here's my call Roxanne. Problem. Here's my problem. They're both amazing in the ring. Fuck yeah, they both right? are. I mean, they, watching them go is like, God damn. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. That's <laughs> wrestling, respectfully, so, folks. Yeah. Respectfully. So here's my so here's my thing. When in doubt, I got to go shallow and go. Which one do I have a biggest crush on? So I'm gonna go. <laughs> <try one. laughs> like literally, I can't pick this match because like either one wins, I'm happy. Literally, anyway, like this is one of those matches where they literally say, anybody can win. Literally, anybody could win this match, and I ain't got no complaints about how it ends up. So I got to go with my I got to go with my crush and got to go. Who do I have a big crush on? And it's Kiana, because honestly, honestly she and this is a marginal thing. I think marginally speaking, she has a little bit more athleticism than Roxanne. Like then, I'm sorry, Ms. Perez, Um, because (laughs) because she, like I said, but but she has, but like I said, she's been doing a little bit longer in NXT, so she has a bit of a legacy in there. But I, I like I say, like I said, for, for sheer aesthetics and shallow reasons, like you do in high school, circling back, I'm just gonna pick the one that I like the most. There ain't like because like here's the thing, I don't care who wins, it's gonna be a banger match, period.
0: Oh yeah, I think so. so especially in the Steel cage, I think it's gonna be a banger fucking exactly.
1: Him. And I'm I mean, looking. and I don't know what it is with NXT wrestlers when you put some type of extreme element on the match.
0: Uh-huh. Yep, I can't trust you, Lennox.
1: I don't know what you I don't know what <laughs> I'm with you, Lennox. Don't worry, I'm
0: with you, bro. I chose Roxanne too. I think this is gonna be a good one, but I think Roxanne is gonna win this. One. But
1: if you put an extreme element in an NXT match, for some reasons, the wrestlers raised the bar on that match on some insane level. Definitely. I mean, let's think about it. Everyone's laughing about the EO Sky thing and the trash can overhead and jumping on. That was NXT.
0: That's that an is, extreme.
1: We're like, what do you mean? NXT right there, right there, man. I am like, oh, that's where it came from. That's where I it came it from. It ain't new. I guess, like, we're sitting there going, we've seen it before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, she of course she put a trash can on her head.
0: Yes,
1: of course. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, but NXT, but NXT's great about that. So
0: I'm excited. I can't wait. That this mm-hmm. could be the match of the night. Maybe so. We don't know because maybe this one could be the match of the night. And that is, of course, and I feel like this should be the co-main event for it. That is for the NXT North American Championship. Of course, uh, mommy's son, Dominic <laughs> Mysterio, defending the NXT North American Championship. Of course, we saw what happened this Tuesday on NXT. Of course, Wesley, you know, Wesley was hurt. He has to be surgery, so he's injured. And it's legit. I thought it was a story, but it was actually the early, I don't know the full details of what the surgery he needs, but he's he's unfortunate he is hurt and it sucks, man. He had the momentum mm-hmm. going and I just wish him went for the best in the speed. Yeah, and and,
1: uh, again, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's at least I mean I, let's face it, if nothing else, WWE do give you that top notch health care now.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. We had
1: some Lennox. I thought we had something.
0: <laughs> and then a replacement came out to be Dragon Lee. Of course, we saw Rey Mysterio coming out, of course, um, it's saying that, hey, you know what? This is a guy who I'm representing. So we might see Mysterio here this Saturday. We'll see. But, man, this is going to be uh, – I'm just going to get this out of my chest. Like, I don't I, look, I don't know if they're going to make this man to be winning this championship. For me, like, why if you just brought him up to the main roster? Unless you're doing what you're doing with Dominic, having him go back and forth. If that's the case, I'm okay with it. Um, I what am I seeing? Dragon Lee win, a bit, win the belt. I think he'll do fantastic stuff. You know, probably even defending it more in the main roster, but NXT. Who knows? Uh, but I think it's going to be a good match. And I think this is a, uh, just to give everybody a heads up. These two guys are familiar with each other. Keep in mind where. Dominic's trained besides in San Diego, besides <laughs> level pro. This guy's familiar because this guy trained alongside with him and Pentagon and Ray Phoenix and Roosh Because you know, Mysterio has buddies. So of course he put his boy to go to the you know to mm-hmm. these these you know steps to get you know to where he's at right now. Yeah. So these guys are familiar with each other, so it's gonna be a good match. Mm-hmm. I say Dragon Lee, and I hope we don't get no interference. I just don't fucking give me interference. Don't I don't want to see mommy. I wanna see fucking Damien or JD McDonald's. I don't wanna see it. No. I don't wanna see papa no, keep him away. I don't want it to I want this to be a one off one match. And if fucking uh, Dominic wins, I'll be happy, be surprised. But I'll be more happy if Jacqueline wins. So I got Dragon right Lee on this
1: first of all. My condolences to, to Dominic cause <laughs> um Jay, Jay uh,
0: I like what L said here, but go ahead, yeah.
1: True. <laughs> Jay over here trying to steal mommy away from you. So Dominic need to watch his back and his back. <laughs> uh secondly, uh, I think Dragon League being put on the main roster was probably just an emergency move because somebody got hurt. Um and but yeah, I, this is a match I'm pretty excited for because, like you said, they know each other really well. They train together, so there's definitely going to be great chemistry. I'm pretty sure they probably had dark matches against each other already.
0: I'm pretty sure they already have.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. um, I can see this going one of two ways. I can see Dom losing the belt, him breaking up with Mommy, him having to come up with a new gimmick of somehow – drag, um, or Dragon Lee winning this and doing what they're supposed to do keeping the NXT title back in NXT. Um, that too. Because the weird thing is, is that technically the North American title is not a main roster belt. It's mm. a it's an NXT belt and let's face it we they gave it to Dominic because they needed some shine on it but also they needed to kind of give Dominic something to push him over and I guess the US title was not an option. Yeah, so,
0: no, he wasn't ready for that in my opinion. Yeah,
1: so I think taking the so yeah, I think letting Dragon Lee win this one and getting the, getting the North American title back to NXT, which honestly does not have that many belts to begin with. Um if you're but at the same time, it basically does two things. Because the NXT belt was on the main roster, it adds some credibility to NXT as an actual an actual branch of, like a branch on the same level as SmackDown and Raw, which it kind of is and kind of isn't. And at the same time, um, there's enough shine on it because of Dominic and mommy, and it's been traveling around. That if Dragon Lee takes it, it means a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think I'm good. If uh, I think storyline-wise, for me, it would make more sense because we've been they've been they've been whispering about it already. Breaking up the Judgment Day, um, having Dom lose the belt, Judgment Day breaking up, and Dom being dumped by Rhea Ripley. Which yeah. Buddy Murphy will be happy about? I <laughs> <laughs> would be happy that shit. Now, I think we talked about it before. I think Rhea Ripley's has hit a point where honestly the storyline with Dom is kind of holding her back in the women's division.
0: It is, and she's like, what five hundred and twenty days of women's champion already? Yeah, like,
1: I don't, I don't. I think before when she was starting out and they needed to give her a push, it was a great idea. But I think, and again. We don't know what they're doing in the back. Yeah.
0: Well, it, I don't we're I don't, yeah.
1: I don't think she needs the Judgment Day.
0: I don't but, think so either.
1: You know, I think Damien could break off from the Judgment Day and actually start making that money in the bank ladder match actually mean something um, a little bit more because right now it is not. And I guess we get that Finn Balor, J.D. McDonough team. McDonald's, exactly. <laughs> and, like, and, and Dominic gets to be, you know, the broken hearted, broken hearted nerd who's pretty much left alone, <laughs> who has to fight Jay, who stole his girlfriend.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, he's going to start doing this. You think this is a
1: game to me? I served
0: hard time.
1: <laughs> First of all, I remember what Michael Cole said during War Games. And I quote, Dominic Mysterio spent more time in bars. Behind bars and war games than he did in prison.
0: guess <laughs> he did say that. Oh my
1: god. No. Dom. That's what because happens, Dom. I'm built differently.
0: You are built differently, Dom.
1: <laughs> uh, and honestly, I think I think he still, I mean, I think he still wants to retire his dad. Which it should be that way. I think I hope it has a direction. If, if yeah. it's happening in Mania
0: 40, if Mysterio yeah. Feels that it should be Dom retiring, then why yeah. not?
1: Yeah, I mean another knee surgery. I mean, I don't, no offense to Ray, I think it's about time. I think so too. But, but I, I can't speak. I can't. I can't speak to the man's health. But yeah, that, uh, that's just the, that's just the outside observer right there. Exactly. And of course, we got the main event
0: that it is for the NXT Championship. Of course, Isha Dragunov defending the NXT Championship versus Baron Corbin. I got to say, I like the promo that they had on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And it fucking saw something that we've been kind of... We've been seeing, though, from Dragonoff, But I feel now that him being the champion, I feel that we're seeing it more. And... Which is this. Aggression. I feel that we're seeing more out of Dragonoff, And I feel this one here, especially him hugging him, like thanking him. Are you... In order to, you know, the Mm -hmm. dragon... Oh, man. Just seeing that a dragon... Oh, man. I like... I, are gonna see the red fucking eyelids again? Are we gonna see them? from? We haven't seen that in quite some time, but I, mean, like man, I, said, I think this is gonna be the match though, man. I feel like, yeah. and I love how Baron. See, one thing I give credit to Baron Cortman, that guy can really talk on the mic, mm-hmm. whether the people like it or not. He's done it, he did it. That's why Vince loved him for some of that reason, man. God damn, you can speak very well. Ah, love it. Yeah, you know, so that's probably what he did and why, you know. But I get it, he needed to find himself again over again and needed mm-hmm. to go back where he came from. And I think this was a great way. I mean, I I, I really enjoyed what he's doing, and I'm um, hopefully this one could help him go back into the main roster. Who knows? But I think this is a good, gonna be a good, solid match. I think he's gonna take out something from Dragon Ball, we haven't seen him for quite some time since NXT mm-hmm. UK. And... And that's helping him developing a story. How it is a taste of it. How to be in the main roster. We mm-hmm. already know what Off is capable of doing. You know, we already know the capabilities that this man is able to do in the ring. I'm not questioning that at all. It's just more like, like for example, like we. Can, it's almost like seeing like the very like seeing Gunther and the Miz type of style when we saw Survivor Series. I'm never going to see and hear kind of similarity to it. But more of a storytelling that isn't to see that a ruthless aggression of Dragonov, it is going to be a good match, and I think isn't a good it is going to be a great main event. So I give Dragonov, of course, retaining, and I wouldn't mind seeing him and Dijak, and Dijak wins, and him and bring that match back, bring that back from vengeance. What we saw, and I think that's that's going to be a story to be told because fucking Dijak could go. And mm-hmm. off to go in the ring, and man, if Shawn Michaels is booking it that way for the in-ring skills that like you mentioned earlier, in your film, mm-hmm. we can see that. But I, that's, I feel that, I feel that that war we're gonna get in this main event is a storytelling, just like Gunther and Miz, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you, if you feel the same, brother. What do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I'm pretty much yeah. I, yeah, <coughs> Off is. I, I I'm giving this to Off. However, the thing that makes me most happy about this match is we get to see old Corbin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin, like I said, was I I I hesitate to use the word floundering because obviously it's his business. I guess he knows that he knows the business better than me. But truth be told, I felt like he was kind of waffling and I hated that JBL storyline.
0: Oh no, but I, I didn't like to either. I, it was um, uh...
1: it just yeah, like that that is not the Corbin I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But truth be told, his time in NXT reminds me of why I fell in love with Baron in the first place. Yeah, we get to see we get to see Wrestler Baron, we get to see Smart Mouth Baron, and we get to see a dude who literally has a way of getting under everyone's skin and actually creating the tension we want in wrestling. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing why oh, I enjoyed it. Now Dragonov, I think Off keeps it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the way you predicted, Jack and Off will be. That's legendary right there. That's some legendary matching right there. But I think for Baron, I think this is a good way for him to really kind of like he found himself, like you said. They they could either leave him in XT or bring him to the main roster. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be upset if he had a had a had a had a program with Drew. Oh at, yeah, like at this point in time, him against Drew, like before now. It didn't make any sense, but him against Drew right now would make me care about that match. Oh, yeah. Like, but that that period before he went to NXT, I think that was like, eh, not really. <laughs> so not that I didn't want, but like it's like I don't there wasn't there really wasn't a, a, a hook for me wanting to watch it. This Baron, like this particular Baron, like the Lone Wolf S. This is like a smoother, cleaner version of Lone Wolf. Um of Baron Corbin against Drew would be great. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm excited. I think Dragonov. I mean, this is obviously a Dragonov, but this is Dragonov's night. <laughs> yes, so, it is. <laughs> and this is no disrespect to Baron, but yeah, he um this kid's been working his ass off. Yeah, he well deserves it. I he's think been, he worked, he's been working his ass off. He's got to a point right now where he's finally in a place to like, and he's got and he looks he looks ready. He looks great carrying that title for NXT. Like oh, yes. he looks great as the face of NXT, which is something, which is something I think a lot of people don't give wrestlers credit for. Like, do they look comfortable with the belt in their hands? Does it look right to have him give have them with the belt? Because let's face it, there's some people who have the belt, you're just going, take that thing off him as soon as possible. You know? mm, yeah. And then there are some guys who are just like, oh, he looked built for that kind of. Life. He looked built for that, as, as as Dom would say, he built different. <laughs> <laughs> He's built differently, man. He's mm-hmm. built differently. But I love no. it. But yeah, but like I said, this deadline, like I said, once again, NXT is one of those pro, one of those promotions that you go, oh, this is the this is the promotion I want to introduce wrestling to people, and all these matches we just talked about, those are the ones you want people seeing, every single one of them, because it's not just Introduce him to the wrestling. Going, oh, let me tell you about this cat, or let me yeah. tell you about that dude, or that woman, or, like those. Those are the kind. Of, those are the kind of promos you want. So, because yeah. to this day, and people don't, and people don't, don't really recognize it. Everyone keeps going, "What's the greatest Flair one?" And if someone goes, "I want to know good wrestling." does it look like? I do not pick Flair and Dusty. I pick Flair and Steamboat.
0: Oh, of course i think that was like for me it was one of the best ones yeah of so, of all time. and like
1: the 94 series not 89. so it's I, eight. I i like both Yeah, i both enjoyed like both,
0: 89
1: yeah. and 94. yeah so but i think in 94 they had been seasoned enough to really be about that and i think that was when i think and honestly they're not, 84 90 89 94 you ain't gonna see a bad match period no no, no it's no. It, it it literally falls down to personal preference
0: I think but, it's more like a it's a different. I think it was just different storytelling because yeah, I think in yeah, eighty nine yeah. in, in eighty nine it's kind of like where they kind of like they, they're giving a taste of each other's mid like, like all right let's say all right here yeah. we go. But ninety four is like okay I know I know what you do I know how we can work Ex- this exactly and that's, then, that's
1: exactly yeah it mm-hmm. was they were finally they could they, the chemistry was perfect. Exactly. And I think with NXT, almost because again they trained together. It's not like the main roster where it's like they just kind of like have their own thing and then show up the day of. But they have trained together in the PwC to go to NXT, you know, or the PC and then go to NXT. So they have a like do you see people who have like great chemistry like you think Trick and Carmelo got that chemistry just because they showed up one day and went, oh, I want to wrestle this dude. No, like they they have been working out together, and it's beautiful to see them. That's why NXT always had the greatest matches, in my opinion. I agree. Those because they knew each other. Like when I mean, granted, Sammy and KO is not the perfect example, but but yeah, because like them, them dudes was working together in the ROH. ROH comes back. Um, no. Um, but yeah, but like I said, in the end, it's just I love the fact that they have these things. Baron Corbin, who's the consummate professional, knows how to work with this guy. knows how to how he knows how to push and him and dragging off taking it back to original point have basically made this made this match make you like you said really care yeah Yeah. so
0: definitely i'm excited i can't wait but yes to this day (laughs) to
1: this day (laughs) to this day
0: (laughs) of course it happening of course this weekend folks besides that happening tomorrow you have Rampage right there, of course. You have Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia, of course, in that blue division, of course, for the, for the Continental Classic. Of course, you have Konoshka Takashara and, of course, Power Hub, Will Hobbs versus, of course, SUU. Oh, man.
1: And, you, you mean the AEW Divisional Continental Classic? Yes, the Continental <laughs> Classic. That is right. It's the, the AEW a, Division. AEW <laughs>
0: Division of Continental. That's right. Christopher Daniels and of course uh Jesus uh Matt Seidel. And then you're gonna have, of course, Abaddon versus Trisha Doris, which is good to see her back on, you know, in the AEW. Yeah. And the appearance of, of course, Dan Housen and ah, ah, ah and Orange Cassidy. So we'll see how they have rampage with it. I know there's spoilers out there, folks. Don't read it. If you love professional medicine, just don't read it. Just right? enjoy it and watch it. I why I don't read them. I, and if you're hearing this as well, since you guys are listening to us, besides you know watching us, I ain't gonna spoil shit because I rather see it. I haven't read it, nor I do not want to read it. So I rather I rather see it myself. But the hell with that.
1: Yeah, and I'm of course. Gonna you, I'm gonna tell you right now, match of night's gonna be Willow versus Martinez.
0: I. Well, that's gonna be for collision happening, which I was gonna get to. Yes. Will go versus Mercedes Martinez, of course. I'm just excited to see that match. Mm-hmm. And three other matches that we're excited for in for that division, of course, of the Continental Classic baby. We're gonna have, of course, Daniel Bryanson versus versus, of course, El- andrade. And then we have Claudio Castanoli versus Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And of course, the challenge accepted the two two c- hot Canadians, of course. In Montreal, we'll be fighting, yeah, it is Ethan, Ethan Page, that's right, versus, she challenged Kenny Omega, and Omega accepted. So I'm excited to see that match, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and Ethan Page. I hope that will be a fucking banger, I hope so. So I'm excited to see Collision and Rampage. But I know we're going to have SmackDown, of course, tomorrow, because we're going to have the return of AJ Styles. So we're mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing how that's going to turn out to be. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're excited coming up in the World of Professional Wrestling, folks. Just a lot of things happening. Here, I mean, there's a lot. So I mean, I tell you that, and there is a lot, and there could be a lot more because you know Saturday you're gonna have top pro wrestling talk. They'll be live, but I hopefully they'll be live before, or do, I'm hoping before, which I hopefully we we might do a watch along here for deadline folks. Stay tuned. Just follow us on our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So you know how to follow us. You know, of course, you know my other host right here, Pepsi Phil, myself will. Possibly if it happens, we'll be here watching the Long NXT deadline with all of you guys. And so you get we can enjoy it. But man, I just want to say that thank you so much for taking the time and enjoying, listening, and watching this. And like I said, if you haven't followed us, subscribe, click on the link below, check us out, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're not doing it right now, hit the notification bell. Boom, we get it. And also to all our audio platforms listeners. Especially around the world, Japan, Mexico, South America, everywhere, Colombia, everywhere, UK, all family, everywhere, the Philippines, Vietnam, Vietnam, everywhere. All of you guys, we appreciate you for listening and 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 if you haven't described if you want to watch, do it now. you listening, and of course, all this man right here, our host with the coast most, most. That's right, the real Pepsi, ladies and gentlemen, the real
1: Pepsi, still.
0: Not the other Let the people know where can they find you, brother. Let them know. Give them your social media You can,
1: you can find my links on my profile on Instagram uh, under uh, Philip JP two four six zero one at Instagram. All my links to contact me and hang out and look at my stuff is over there. It'd be lovely to hear from you folks, and feel free to throw some wrestling opinions at me. I won't care, but I'll listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right, you heard it right, folks. But yes, it is about that time, folks. You know it is. transform and roll out. Yes, it's that time to roll out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, tune in this Saturday, of course, for Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Hopefully, it'll be live before the, the NXT deadline. And if there are, then yes, if we have the opportunity, we'll come and jump on on the live watch long. So just make sure you follow us, and you'll get that news. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, they're right here on the Debate Network, Circle Debate, of course, Top of Wrestling Talk, The Meatheads, Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, of course, Raw Dogwood Niro Title Fight Podcast, and, of course, with Mr. Pipsville right here. We don't just podcast, folks, or do music. We do do all We do everything. But what we may need to do is fucking make history for you guys. I appreciate you all for watching. Au revoir. I'll let Kenny Omega kill the rest because I can't really do it. So I'd rather let him do it. Go ahead and do it for me. Do it Stanford for me. Stanford Stooge. You want to look? They're not Stanford Stooge, okay, Don Catless? I don't. He's gotta- <laughs> hold on to them. They're not. Just do it for me, all right? Do it for me. Good night, everybody. It must be a Jew. Goodbye. And good <sighs> night. Oh, my God. It's so great. Bang! Yes!